thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. Poultry hmm. and adventurous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I have a feeling this podcast is going to be adventurous tonight. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Brew and View podcast. You must be Brad. I am, as always, your Andrew. I am. I am. And I should have said that with a little bit more gusto. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're I Andrew. am, huh? and, and unfortunately, you're still you. Great. Uh, <laughs> we are the podcast that uh, critics are saying is just filled with adventure. Just, just, uh, Bursting with adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, it's crowded in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here all the way from uh, Span the Void is mm-hmm. uh, our, our very good friend, Jimmy Adventure. For me, all the way across the room. Yeah. Halfway across the table. Mm-hmm. How's it going, guys? Hey, Jim. Uh, things are good. Going as well. Good. Do it's quite wet outside. We got a storm coming our way. Oh, yeah. A nor'easter, they call it. Mm. Yep. It's very moist outside. Ooh, nice. I hate, <laughs> hate that word. Ugh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I got to find the... <laughs> There's one point where, where I just snapped on, on people not liking that word during, yeah. during the tenure of this show. Oh, yeah. yeah. I should have isolated that, that audio. Yeah. Because yeah. I really didn't think Still anything of it until you were... About, like, your uncle touching you or something with Jesus. I've said so yeah. many dumb things. I mean, it's really like 
I've always said this about Mavs. The the old adage that like if you put a microphone in front of someone, they will talk until they have something to say is entirely true. And then yeah. when you add alcohol in the mix, it's just Yeah, then yeah. you'll talk to your should be saying anything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> till till the person on Skype with you is waving their arms back and forth with the <laughs> Stop, no, cut, cut it. Cut it now, cut it now. And then they start getting offended and yeah. We've had that happen a few times. But I don't think we've really No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, I know that I, I made a joke about the uh the NFL discussion we had a while ago, which of course, you know, on a movie podcast, you, you have to talk about sports. Yeah. Um dude, we're guys, bro. We're gonna talk sports. We're uh, <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I feel like obviously there's, you know, stuff with anyone, you know, we don't see eye to eye with stuff, but we we keep it moving. Mm-hmm. We, we oh, handle that yeah, rain. You don't yeah. see eyes to eyes. Of... Mm-hmm. The eyes of March are upon us. Yeah, mm. they it's are madness. Um, so anyways, Jimmy, welcome. It's nice to be here. Yeah, you are our, yeah, one, two, three. You're our first March guest. Yes, first March guest. Yes, I'm trying to think of the on March first. Yes, hey, awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, happy to have you on. Um, and let's kick it off a little bit. And yeah. uh, Andrew, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, uh, well, uh, if you go on Untapped uh, and you see that beer there, it's the one that says Bad Mother Shucker. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is a oyster stout. Uh, it's a limited edition from Abita Brewing Company down here in Abita Springs, Louisiana, and uh, I'm a fan. Um, I, as far as uh, I don't know, I don't know where you guys fall on oysters, but I like them. I fall on oysters mm-hmm. when they're just laying around everywhere. They're slippy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they they have that texture. Not not safe. Um, but I, I'm an oyster fan. Um, that being said, this doesn't really have any sort of like oyster or like shellfish flavor to it. Um, I was kind of hoping it would have some sort of suggestion of that being in Louisiana and coming out as a limited run in oyster season. Um, but it really just is a um, well done stout nice body um it's uh it has all the characteristics i would look for in a stout and uh it doesn't have like we talked about before with the uh sam adams effect it doesn't really have that like sip that that you're like oh definitely a beta which it's not necessarily a bad thing um Mm -hmm. with a beta like i i've grown to to enjoy that flavor um but it is something different for sure um, but I don't get that at all with this beer, uh, and I uh, I gave it a three seven five. Um, really happy with it. Uh, I bought two um, individual bottles of it, but now I I wish I had uh, committed to the six pack. So, well, okay. So would it had? So I'm looking at the description of it, and it's got a long description, <laughs> which is the cool, cool thing that they've got going on right now on uh, on Untap. Right, and it says it's, it pairs really well with having a dozen. Oh, so it was made to to enjoy yeah, with oysters. To, to with it. You're supposed to eat it with it. Yeah, yeah, so it's supposed to, but not. I mean, maybe I. I don't know. No, like, no. I mean, that's yeah. Maybe I'm I'm just not uh, drinking it right. 
and even well, without without necessarily you know having it the way that um with the complementary flavors that they built it with um i still really enjoy it so i so i think there's definitely something to be said for that there you go well i mean even then i mean still uh, even though you don't pair it with the thing it's supposed to be paired with mm-hmm. you know pairing it with a podcast is yeah yeah it goes down smooth with a nice uh convo amongst friends Yes. Do the ads. Um, and the uh, the photo this week comes courtesy of my sisters. Um, I, know, I know you're listening. <laughs> you have a sister? <laughs> Two of them. How many do uh, you got, Jim? I have a sister. What? You do? I have a sister. Mm-hmm. I have one. <laughs> Younger I shot the clerk. No? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah my sister sent me a cool little uh uh cubs bottle opener wall mount um i don't think i'll be able to mount it in this apartment but i'm gonna hold on to it nonetheless and i think it uh looks looks pretty nice a little reminder of home i'll tell you what if you go i think they have some of those 3m stick tape things that'll stick to anything yes yeah um we we have been uh those are those are banned substance in our uh, oh. in our apartment, oh. so I really think what happened with our apartment, and I've um, this is not really necessarily the uh, the forum for that, but it's probably never going to come up on on my other podcast. But I think our previous tenant really fucked up the game for us. Like she just really? hung shit and like did whatever she wanted with the place, and so the uh, landlord was like, "I need to tighten up this." Uh, I need I need to tighten up this uh this lease here. Tighten <laughs> reins up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Close some loopholes. Yes, exactly. Literally. Exactly. Yeah. So no three M's. Not I don't think she would notice and she's never popped in, but it's like I like her. I I'm I'm happy to abide by your rules. I'm happy to be here. So Yeah. It's one of those. I don't want to live by your rules. <laughs> uh well. Uh, yeah, so Bad Mother Shucker, great, great little beer from uh, from Abita. Um, they've got a couple out right now. I'll probably uh, review one or two in the coming uh, coming episodes. Um, but Brad, what do you have yes. tonight? I'm having a beer from Southern County Brewing, which is um, in the South County mm-hmm. uh, from Fawn Grove, PA, Pennsylvania. Nice. Um, and this is called Intervals. It has no no description, no nothing. This is just a random beer. And I think I got this via Ryan, via Will, who had some hookups. Nice. And um, this has no, I don't know what it exactly is. It tastes like a, it tastes like an IPA session almost. It, it, it doesn't, it's not an IPA. It kind of tastes like a session beer. Um, it, it's somewhere near it's, it's, it's a little zesty. It's a little refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's got a malt. It's, it, it's not heavy in the hops, but it's more in the malt side of it. So I, I, I like it. I gave it a four, I think a four. Yeah. Four. Um, so it's a good beer. Uh, but I can't say a whole lot other than what I enjoy about it. And I mm-hmm. can't tell you exactly what it is because it's, you're supposed to experiment, learn, and repeat. Mm-hmm. And um, so far, he's just repeating. I'm 
I'm doing exactly that and repeating what they're repeating what they're saying. And um, my photo this week is it at the top of it. It says the experiment, the experience. <laughs> and uh, Jim is right in the fourth or the, the background. Great so, picture this week. Love it. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, check out uh, Southern County Brewing if you can. Um, the I've only had it through via my cousin, Will, who does uh, the, the Rutten River Pursuits. R2, podcast. baby. Yes. And, uh, yeah, thanks to him. I appreciate it. And thanks to Ryan because I probably stole his last one. But mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. that's it. Thank you. Yeah, he'll be fine. He's a, he's a big guy. And mm. I, I, this can't go any. It has to go this way because it's okay. Jim. Jim. Jim, what you drinking tonight? <laughs> uh, my brew. Mm-hmm. Comes from a brewery um, in from an Colorado, orchard, I believe. Oh, uh, brewery, yes, sorry. Uh, they have a very good uh, medium roast uh, by Donut House. It's called Boston Cream Donut. I'm lost, but go ahead. It's a coffee, man. Wait, you're having coffee? I sure. thought you're. I thought you were a hot chocolate guy. <laughs> I drink coffee too. Oh wow, neat. Yeah, not neat. It's. I know it's called the Brew and View podcast, and technically you're drinking. Food. Yeah, yeah. I you but. found the loophole. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Need Thanks. to tighten up that lease. But I'm going from beer and view. <laughs> I'm going from. This is the Boo and View podcast because I'm viewing you and I'm booing. Boo. Boo. Boo this man. Um, your cousin <laughs> is prominently displayed in the background, though. On this nice. That calendar. Mm-hmm. Also, it's not February anymore. Maybe someone should tell. Right, we well, yeah. oh. to March. Yeah. It's March. Mm. Mm. Have to fix that. Do it. Fingers crossed it's a redhead. Mm. Nope. I'll take Red. it. Oh, she's in the Stars and Stripes and holding a, some kind of long gun. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is good enough. This is the most Ryan calendar I can, <laughs> I can no, imagine. It is. <laughs> Well, you should see the one behind it. It's even more. But anyways, uh, that's not for... You should the see the toast. I couldn't even get it in the door. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah, nice. Well, Thanks Jim, Coming thanks. on, Jim, and having a good brew to Great. enjoy. Yeah, like, I, 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 I'd, I'd like to, to give people a different vantage Did you point. not want us to make fun of your Mike's heart? or Strongbow? Well, no matter what it was that I would drink, it, it would not be to your liking. Well... I mean, you know that. But you would have reviewed a beer that we hadn't had on the podcast mm-hmm. yeah. to this point. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <clears throat> yeah, we're not Reds, guys. This isn't Mavs. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Henry's Hard Sodas now. Oh, you're you're Henry's guy now. <laughs> yeah. You like you like taking Henry's in your mouth. Okay. There you go. Yep. Not bad. Wait. <laughs> they have <laughs> so they have a ton now, don't they? They like have. They, they got root beer, like green apple. Well, uh, you're not confusing that with uh, not your grandfather's root beer, right? Oh, I don't think either of them are my grandfather's root beer. Just the label. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, they're. We're not. They, Brad and I aren't really they into cherry, labels. They got orange, grape, lime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had. So I All know the it's. All snow cone flavors. Snow cone flavors. All right. Um, I. 
I, I know it's not the same thing, but I had the uh, not your father's root beer before, and uh, it's just too sweet for me. And I'm a root beer fan. I love root beer. Yeah, very but, sweet. But it, yeah. it's good, though. It tastes yeah. good. No, I, I, it's, I, it's I, nummy. I don't. Well, I don't begrudge anyone doing what they want. I might judge it on a podcast, but at the same time, I'm not going to stop you from doing what you want to do. But um, it's uh, I get why people drink it. But for me, it's just it's too sweet. And that that's from the perspective of a uh, I've got an A&W chilling in the fridge right now. Nice. Just to tell you where I'm coming from. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Jim, thanks. <clears throat> thanks for having a coffee. That's really way to get in the spirit. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the other people on Untapped. Uh, right now, we got um, oh, our buddy Devin. Yeah. I wanted to uh, shout him out. Absolutely. Because he's drinking, as we speak, from Bogota, Colombia. And he's having, right now, just within the last 22 seconds, he's he checked in a Club Columbia Trigo or Trigo mm. a from Cerveceria Bavaria. Cer- yes. Ooh, it's a hell Not what I would expect down there, but no. you, know, you know what they say, Bogota, expect the unexpected. <laughs> Get high in Bogota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, your buddy Josh Weekly yes. um, checked in a uh, uh, a smoothie tart, pineapple. Ooh, that's got a uh, nice yep. color to it too. Yeah, it does. Um, Tyler had a Tyler Selzig. Uh, trying to, I had a bunch of stuff that. Okay, he had a Juiced in Time. He rated a four point five. Upland Brewing Company. And it's an IPA. So that looks pretty yummy. Um, he also had a. Uh, Homestyle, a bearded Irish brewing IPA. Mm. Uh, Devin had a Negra uh, from Three Cordelius. Cordelius. It's a stout. He said, um, I'm going to get back to him real quick. Tres Cordelius. In a touch. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, some of the people checking in on Untap. Uh, Jason Kelts had an espresso porter. Rated hey. a three. Friend of the show. Not a 3.5. That's right. <laughs> uh, I like that, and, though. I, oh. I like that. Ooh. Whoa. Neil. Are you I seeing this? I uh, Finger? No, no. Um, back on oh. to JK. He he threw out a one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did see that. Wow, harsh. This yeah, guy's, the, this the guy's tough. The teeth of beer. This guy's tough. Uh, <laughs> at least it's not the mother. Yes. Ooh, uh, but New Orleansville had jealous. a good one. He says for, uh, the Bishop's Finger from Shepherd's Neem, name, extra special. It's a strong something or other. I uh, gave it a four point two five. So good beers are being drank around the world. We're from Bogota to England to Wisconsin to uh, Florida, all over the place, which is kind of cool. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, I wanted to shout out to uh, Devin. He's been tap or yeah, unt- untapping in from Bogota, Colombia, for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sweet. Yeah, He's, very cool. Uh, even corresponding with him and a little shout out from previous guest and current listener. Mm-hmm. So thank you much. 
and if you want to listen or follow us on Untapped, you can. We're Brewing View Pod. And feel free to do so and see what we're drinking. Tell us what you're drinking. Toast, mm-hmm. cheers, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so awesome. Um, definitely pretty uh, pretty cool to have a uh, um, friend of the show out in, out in Columbia. But... Mm-hmm. Um, neat you know it's just a it's just a new perspective new experience and uh <laughs> i feel like i was there so i'm gonna start telling people that i've been to columbia that's right which is cool i loved it nice i just traveled <laughs> yeah yes you got it awesome you're you're putting the a and jimmy a yes yes jimmy adventure uh if you guys don't know has been to chicago mm-hmm. <laughs> every now and then i scroll through um scroll through my pictures and i have that picture <laughs> of the two of you in front of the uh basically gay tinder app advertisement and uh makes me happy makes me smile oh that one that brad stopped at yeah yeah yeah, it was, it was yeah with you <laughs> <laughs> it was fun um yeah but jim we uh we've grown estranged you've only invited me on your podcast once since then <gasps> you have an open invitation, buddy. All right, I'll talk to you. You talk are welcome to you Monday. anytime. No, just kidding. Um, but thank you. I I do love doing the show with you guys. But it is nice to talk with you again, Jim. Uh, even if you're drinking, uh, sounds like Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> uh, but um, so uh, Bruce aside. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's hop into some views real quick. Um, I I will start us off because your Brad your extracurricular ties into one of my extracurriculars very nicely. We'll get to that in a minute. But I went to a um, an old theater. Uh, they're actually celebrating their hundredth anniversary this year. Oh sweet! Yeah, called the Britannia Theater. Is uh, it like cool decor and all that stuff? Um. Y- yeah, it is. It, it's um, it's just a small, like, single screen. Very, uh, um, it's, <laughs> you know, sort of maintained. Um, uh-huh. but, but they do have they have a ton of cool posters up from like shows they've had over the years, and um, they they are doing. Uh, I'm very excited for. I can't wait to go back. They are doing Purple Rain, Friday, uh-huh. April twentieth, um, with a special Prince pre-show. I don't know what that means, but uh, I'm down for a cover band. And you can bring in your own food and your own booze and stuff like that, which is uh, real awesome. enticing to a guy like me. And um, anyways, they so they do these kind of like audience participation stuff. Like they do the um, Rocky Horror thing. Yeah, the Purple Rains, the Rocky Horrors. They're doing uh, – they actually have the director of the room, tell me why so, come in to oh, do a Q&A. Yeah. yeah. I think I might try and uh, trick oh, someone to do that. I got, I got to trick someone into coming coming in with me. I I need to ask a question. And I need to uh, preface it They're like uh, Andrew McGuire View uh, Bruin View podcast. I was just wondering. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Think, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm I'm I I really want to do that because like that's how those like really crappy movies like that are not meant to be enjoyed alone so i might have to do that and especially kind of pick the brain of 
a, a literal crazy person. Yeah, not bad. crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they they do that stuff. But they're also showing. Um, they're doing all the uh, best picture noms this week, um, and they were showing all of the best, uh, all of the uh, nominees for best animated short feature. And um, so I'm going to run through those real quick. Uh, there were some really good ones um, and, and some really effective, really short ones. And some that I was really excited for that kind of fall a little bit short. So uh, interestingly enough, I will. Pardon hmm? a pun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of the ones I really liked was Revolting Rhymes, um, which was an animated short based on um a uh story written by Roald Dahl who is uh, a guy I used to read a lot when I was a a wee lad um and uh it was great it was it was fun uh the animation was great it was um almost like stop motion but you could tell that it wasn't because the textures and the movements were were a little smoother than that um and and uh, that was directed by a team of uh, Jan Lauscher, uh, Jacob Shu, and Bin Han To. Uh, Weeds, which I was really not a fan of because of they had some like really sappy little thing at the beginning, little bumper at the beginning and the end, like just really like saccharine quotes. Um, the actual um, short itself was okay. But I ended up giving it a five just because in such a like it it had a three minute runtime. And when you have those two like really like just ugh, quotes at the beginning it's just, and, and the end, it's just like it, it's tough to digest. Um, right. But it was uh, directed by Kevin Hudson. Uh, I think this one was Australian. And this was another one I really liked called Lost Property Office. Um, and I gave it an eight. It was directed by Daniel Agdag. And uh, it was uh, it was cool. I don't know if they intended it as this, but I enjoyed it a lot more because it was the guy who worked in like a lost and found in like a metro station. And okay. um, the the figures that they it was a stop motion and the figures they used were really like um, stylized, really enjoyed it. And uh, so one of the things he found was a it looked like the Iron Giant. And so I kind of yeah. I kind of just took that as like cool little Easter egg. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah fantastic and then uh, my favorite was one called negative space and uh it was directed by rue kuhahata and max porter and i'm sorry i'm just doing that phonetically um Mm -hmm. but it is uh it's it's really it's brief it's five minutes um very touching story about uh, this guy sam and his relationship with his father his father traveled for a living it was um it was all about packing suitcases and and uh it's one of those things that just on paper shouldn't add up but i just found it to be totally effective and to- i i um if nothing else um i am such a sucker for for father son relationships in in um in movies and in shorts apparently is is no exception the one i was most excited for uh was dear basketball um mm-hmm. which was um and an animated version of uh, Kobe Bryant's "Goodbye to Basketball." Which, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was so excited for that. I ended did up, he narrate that? He did. Yeah, and um, it was directed by Glenn Keane, and uh, it just kind of felt a little bit short. Like uh, the the animation style 
was uh, not to my taste, um, not to say that it was bad, but it just, um, I, I, I don't know. I, and it might've been the, ex- the expectation too, because I remember, you know, that letter and I remember feeling like as, as a sports fan, pretty affected by that letter. I was, I was like, this, you know, this is such a sweet thing. This is that, that intangible about sports um, that, you know, not everyone's excited about it, but there are those of us that, that just, you know, we, we love it and we find beauty in it. And, um, Kobe Bryant was definitely one of those people. Um, but it's just, it kind of fell a little bit short. And like I said, it might be my expectations. And then also, I believe this one was French, uh, garden party. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it does a, it, it does an okay job. It's, it's a seven minute short, um, it's uh, it's all about frogs in uh, this dilapidated house in oh, in Europe. So it has to be French. Yeah. Yeah. Um you <laughs> you def- <laughs> It's all about cooking frog legs and drinking wine in this in the city of lights. No, it's um definitely uh they kind of just give you these clues and they're they're not very subtle but they're not ineffective about um clearly something violent has been taken taking place here um and it's kind of just in the background for you to piece together like i said it's not hard to piece together but but still a clever little device here um and that was directed by um i'm gonna butcher every last one of these because it's a whole team uh florian babakian vincent bayou uh victor carre theophile dufresne uh gabriel yeah lucas navarro um like i said i i probably did a pretty bad job with those um but uh, i gave it a seven it's good but it's um i don't think it's as clever as they thought it was and then uh i also watched lou which was a pixar short so obviously it was great (laughs) uh was that the one that probably probably went to the beginning of coco or something um it was the lost and found uh so well, don't they usually like on the theater or the, the yeah. releases they, they'll put their shorts at the beginning of them yeah absolutely so this one was about um kind of a uh like monster that lives in the lost and found box did you see okay. coco in theaters no my son did okay he didn't really review it on the show oh yeah i know i noticed i didn't know um uh it was you know Pixar does a great job. Uh, it was directed by Dave Mullins. I give it an eight, and that's exactly what it's trending at on IMDb. Um, enjoyable, sweet, lighthearted, uh, well animated, of course. And then uh, the last one, which uh, was kind of a shame because it was by far the worst one, was uh, one called A Chew. And it's the uh, the story of the dragon who created fireworks. And uh, if that doesn't sound interesting to you, uh, don't worry. You're uh, you're on the right path because it's not. Um, <laughs> it just it was. Uh, there were no fireworks. In in a figurative sense, no, there were not. <laughs> um, and it was directed by uh, Lucas Batro, Elise Carrette. I think this one was a French one too, which also kind of weird since it was very chinese in uh influence um morose crantor pierre hubert camille lacroix yeah this is definitely french and charlotte perot um just uh 
it's one of those where I don't know. They must have just needed to round out the um, the competition because it was far and away uh, inferior to the other the other right. shorts we saw. Um, and not only is that my taste, but I I I just like I I try and be objective. Um, <laughs> so not only did I just not like it, but I I just don't think it was good. Like. Um, it, it's not to my taste, but also I don't think that it was effective. So, um, but I, I think it's super cool. Like that is, uh, I'm so glad that I got to do this and uh, that's really cool. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen like, other than like, what was that one you had me watch? Uh, that one, um, the world of tomorrow. Uh, is it the world of tomorrow? The, the one with the kind of the crudely drawn stick figure. It's a beautiful day. Outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy also did the World of Tomorrow, which I'm a, okay. I'm a huge fan of yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like super disappointed that Revolting Rhymes wasn't like a, uh, wasn't about Uncle Luke. <laughs> you know what? I think we, I think the world is ready for a two live crew doc. That's right. I think we're ready. Animated short about yeah, two live crew. An animated Maybe. short. Yeah, that would be awesome. Hmm. Revolting oh. Rhymes. Yeah, um, apparently it was like I'm. I uh, I kind of want to go to the library because I I grew up. Uh, I read a lot of Roald Dahl growing up. Yeah, yeah. I mean that could go two ways, right? And like revolting rhymes, just like yeah, it could it could be gross ones like Two Life Crew or like a really bad like battle rap parody yeah. like that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> My name is Brad, and I'm here to say. You're, 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 <clears throat> anyway, your your mom's your your mom's so corny. She's like a ear of corn. Yeah. <laughs> her name last, is. Last night, I think I saw her in a, a video of a video of porn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jim, for contributing. <laughs> Uh, um, that's cool. I, I'm I'm kind of jealous of you because um, I know that cool. I went and saw. This is going on two and a half years ago. My God yeah, I think this this predates uh, the show, doesn't it? Yeah, when I went to the film festival in, right. in Harrisburg, and it was awesome because I like I was just so happy just to go. But like everything I saw was just kind of <laughs> there was like one or two shorts that were good. There was one that was like interminably long. It was like forty-five minutes short, and it was just all about uh, some guy's like struggle with his his uh, belief in God. Oh, you wouldn't understand, man. I I I didn't, and um, <laughs> yeah. it it missed the mark for me. So yeah, um, <clears throat> but that's really cool. I'm glad yeah. you. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I did it. Um, for for a couple reasons. Um, one. A big one being uh, that was a big complaint of mine leaving Chicago and living in uh, in Fort Walton Beach, Florida was like I could I can do stuff like this. So I finally kind of put my money where my mouth is and, and took advantage of this type of thing. So, yeah, um, so I'm glad I did that. And, and I'm glad like I'm really excited about this theater. I think um, I told you guys off air purple rain room. Yeah. No. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. We'll probably cut that. 
tough to say, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So, so I'm glad I'm I'm actually going to be taking advantage of that, and that was what I foresee as the first of many trips there. So good, so exciting. Good. Yeah, um, I understand you had some extracurriculars as well. I did a couple real quick just to uh, round out some of the stuff I've been watching uh, on Showtime right now. There's a movie called Edge of 17. It came out in 2016 and it's uh, uh, Haley. Um, oh, crap. I forgot. Steinfeld. Her name. Steinfeld. Yeah. Steinfeld. Whatever. Yeah. She's a pop singer. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was in True Grit. Uh, like, yes. you know, she got a lot of claim for that. A really good, nice little like coming of age story. Nice. Uh, I had my wife sit down and watch it with me and she stuck up the whole thing and oh, she's awesome. like damn it why'd you make me watch that now we're gotta go to bed late so <laughs> uh so it shows you like it as well so it's a nice it is a nice little movie um it's a little I mean, she's a little grating at times but i think that's the way it was written and woody harrelson is so good in this movie so good He's one of my favorites. Like He's one great. of my favorites. He is fantastic, and uh, I gotta say, last time I, I I was watching something, it might have been a trailer, but I was like, if uh, if Hawkeye's Ryan's guy, yeah. I think Woody Harrelson's your your doppelganger. Oh, mine? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I see it. Yeah, right. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I I uh, I I'll take fat I, Woody. Yeah, Harrison. I hope you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you take that Woody as a as a compliment because that's what no, it, that's what it's meant absolutely. as. But yeah, I was watching something now to show my receding hairline. No, he he had something with uh, with a little bit of scruff, and I was like, that could be you know, that's Brad. Yeah. That could I be, didn't notice it until yeah. you you said it, Andrew. And uh, right. like uh, you know, um, and I work with wood. I'm a yeah. carpenter, so yeah. it's, it's apt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If uh, you know Is something, it, something tragic befalls him. Hopefully not. Fingers crossed. Knock on Woody. Mm-hmm. Um, you you might get some some knocks for uh, for the uh, biopic. There you go. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, anyways, yeah, check it out if you can. It like I said, stream on Showtime, or it's on Showtime right now. So mm-hmm. I know some like I know we stick mostly to Amazon and Netflix, but yeah. I have access right now to a bunch of stuff. So I'm going to take advantage of it. Um, also watched a movie called Good Time, so and we're going to talk about that next week. So excellent. Um, uh, I did watch uh, based on last week's conversation, or no, two weeks ago conversation of Batman. Yes, the score for Batman. Oh yeah. Um, it was it's streaming on Netflix right now, which is pretty tight. The 1989 um, version of it, and uh, just watch it. Yeah, I mean, it, there's cheesy parts of it, and sure, but there's some sure. really great parts of it. It's it's a it's a ten movie for me, like as far as absolute ten. Um, yeah, I'm I'm in it, agreement. And this kind of dovetails into your 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 uh, your Purple Rain thing. Like, I know Prince is revered yeah. and loved. <laughs> Are you not a party man? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I love that song. You know what I've actually, you know what my favorite part about that song is, though? Um, the song Party Man is if you listen to it on the Batman album, yes. the uh, the first thing you hear if you put on that track is, Lawrence, let's broaden our it's, minds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, that's great. But the rest of the song? Party Man. Like, I know. 
Prince was like this great, I, and this is not the forum. <laughs> yeah. For this conversation, That's but okay. I, hey, he, I'm not a. I did some scores. I understand his greatness. I just don't appreciate it. Okay, honestly, that's I. You know, I know he could play every instrument. And he could play every instrument better than anybody else. And I know, like, uh, I think Howard Stern asked Dave Grohl, "Hey, is Prince a better guitarist than you?" He's like, "Prince is a better drummer than I am." Yeah. And well, you know what? I uh, to uh, back up your claim i guess not that not that you're asking for it but uh trent reznor called out uh rightfully so he called out uh prince and rivers cuomo of uh weezer um he was uh he was pretty skeptical of them in the in their later years he uh he made a comment that he was like you know you guys keep talking about all these great songs in the vault where are they because your albums have been sucking yeah i i agree like I, like I cannot listen to Little Red Corvette or Raspberry Beret. They're not good songs. Mm-hmm. See, I, I I love Prince, but but at the same time, it's it's kind of like the Michael Jackson effect. At the same time, if you think about like true impact in in the music community, Michael Jackson had three albums. He had Thriller, Off the Wall, and uh, fuck. Oh uh, no! Another brick in the wall. <laughs> off the wall and, and back on the wall <laughs> and he had a song he had an album called back on the wall that was great um but yeah you you um as a great artist you kind of run that risk of outliving your legacy and i think i i think dave Grohl's a great example of that actually um as much as i love him as much as i think he's a really he seems like a cool guy um foo fighters have peaked and they're uh on the backslide in my opinion my personal they're pretty opinion much doing the same stuff they've yeah. been doing for a while yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Prince obviously had that and Weezer, Weezer was super hot in the mid to late nineties. Um, if you're a fan of that, I am. Um, but now there, it's just, it's gotten to be repetitive and, and Prince, you know, before he passed away, unfortunately, um, he, he kind of succumbed to the same thing and, uh, Trent Reznor was just calling how he sees it. Yeah. Yeah. And some people could say the same thing about Trent Reznor. He had, he peaked in what, 94. Mm. I would I would disagree because I actually think uh, fragile the fragile is a more interesting album. We got to get I, J.K. back on here and just do a special. Uh, yes, all all music. You know, we do an offshoot mm-hmm, podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you and Jake, you and Jason could do an offshoot. Yeah, we've uh, I uh, you know peek behind the uh, Iron Curtain. Uh, we've we've talked mm-hmm. about it before. <laughs> oh, sweet, that'd be great. I would I would love to. I just don't. It's at this point, it's like a time thing. It's yeah. Well, they, you should. I mean, you you have more music knowledge than anybody I know. We call it the Beer and Here podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just keep the trend going. <laughs> yeah, it either has to be uh, it either has to be a tight rhyme or a uh, a good uh, acronym. And uh, and I'm I'm on board. I'll host. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, uh, but but it is um, fuck. Now I'm super mad about that uh the Michael Jackson album because like my I I think he did great stuff throughout his entire career. But when you talk about his catalog, people are mostly talking about excuse me those three albums and yeah. um yeah it, it is uh it's one of those things where it's uh 
uh, it's kind of like people say you, you have your entire life to make your debut album. And that's mm-hmm. why the sophomore album suffers so much is because all of a sudden you're on the 16-month cycle. Yep. Yep. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why. Bad. I, but anyway, uh, bad, yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, the uh, companion piece, uh, Even Worse by Weird Al, is also very fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but great thank you jim for knowing that bad is the other of the uh the, Guy the michael jackson trinity you didn't have to say that we'll cut that but anyways going back to i Sorry. watched batman yeah and it and it holds up absolutely and uh jack nicholson is just uh eating up the screen which is great yeah um vicky vale is or kim basinger just fantastic robert wall is smarmy enough um <laughs> and so smarmy <clears throat> and it's obvious that um tim burton had no idea will you buy me lunch idea what the uh uh batman universe was actually about because he spent all the time on the joker yeah and like zero time with batman in costume and bruce wayne actually doing that but otherwise it's still a fantastic movie and the score like you you had said is is just phenomenal. That opening credits is yeah. one of the best. Is I mean, one of the best. That has shaped the music of Batman for the next twenty years. Mm-hmm. And it's I, a very, yeah, oh, so good. Daniel crushes it. Yeah, he does. Um, uh, I forgot what I was gonna. I I think that uh, Michael Keaton is um, my favorite Batman because I think that he he has such a good Bruce Wayne. Um, mm. because I, to me, it just makes sense. Well, I mean, Kevin Conroy is my favorite if we're, if we're going to be technical. Um, yeah. I love, love the animated series, but, um, for the live action films, uh, Michael Keaton is, is far and away my favorite because I would think that like an eccentric, I guess in the eighties, he was a millionaire. I think now he's a billionaire in, uh, in, in DC lore. Um, but he really, really, really captured what I think an eccentric millionaire who experienced trauma would behave like. Mm-hmm. Who <laughs> is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what What is it? It's Japanese. How do you know mm-hmm. that? Because I got it in Japan. <laughs> Hi. 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 The Bruce Wayne. How you doing? The wicker people. <laughs> Yeah, he's so he's so good too. He's so and uh, get Noxa Grant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yes, that's what I watched. Um, yeah, so nice. so uh, to kind of dovetail on that, I watched a uh, documentary called Batman and Bill, and it is uh, the story of the uncredited co-creator of Batman, Bill Finger, and um, the. I was really excited for this. I'm very familiar with the story as a fan of Batman in all of his incarnations on the page, on the movie screen, on, on the, uh, you know, Saturday morning cartoon. Um, I, I was very excited for this. Uh, but Where's the streaming? Um, Hulu, actually. Okay. Yeah, so we were dog-sitting for some friends, and they, they're Hulu people. Um, and honestly, I... I might become a Hulu person. Hulu's no, just really? wait on that for a minute. Hulu's pretty sweet, bro. I, well, I know. I, I'm just 
Put, yeah. Putting some feelers out there. No, yeah, I, yeah, got some uh, gym flicks or something. <laughs> Anyways, um, back to the task at hand. So this, uh, I think, uh, Brad, you can attest to this as fans of of the Batman. Um, it's it's always been Bob Kane. Um, even in the '89 Batman, you have Bob Kane in there, and uh, Bill Finger is kind of this. A lingering character in the background that that we've kind of always heard about until recently his name is now starting to pop up more yeah so he is now and this is long gone long gone yes uh this is post dark knight i believe he is now credited um kind of harsh since uh since uh we'll get into this later but the the batman movies have kind of peaked uh so post dark knight he's he's getting his credit um and uh, so this is the story of, of Bill Finger. And the thing that I really didn't like about this, so I gave this um, full disclosure. It has an 8.2 on IMDb, but it only has 724 reviews. What's the meta score on it? Um, non-existent. Okay. So, so this is a Hulu exclusive. Okay. Um, and... Uh, I don't see a Metascore on here, um, but 724 reviews. Like, even for some of the uh, outlandish stuff that we've thrown back and forth at each other, 724 views is so low. Reviews, user reviews. Um, I gave it a five. And the thing that I really didn't like about this was, one, it was very um, self-aggrandizing. The main guy here... um, I don't remember his name and his picture's not on here, so I doesn't really matter. But he is just he's very proud of his work here. And and he's kind of all about showcasing himself under the guise of showcasing Bill Finger. And um it's kind he's of like one of those things where it's like Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where it is an urban legend or a conspiracy theory that is just treated as fact flat out and obviously a documentary has an agenda like every good documentary should i think in my opinion like you should pick a side and you should um i i I think it's hard to be objective in a documentary uh so anyways um this is this basically is just like it's without saying bob kane didn't do a damn thing they're saying Bob Kane didn't do a damn thing, and he ripped off Bill Finger. And like, this is a this is a, the greatest injustice in the in the history of American literature. And um, I just think it's kind of convenient, and it's kind of believing it for the sake of drama. Um, okay. While Bill Finger unfortunately died um, with no name, not a penny, and it's sad, and that that should not have been the case, especially since he was involved in like i i believe that he was involved in in creating the batman and uh he should definitely get his credit and his due and uh, he should not have died penniless and alone but they (laughs) basically just disavow any any sort of thing that bob kane could have possibly done and just basically he's a shyster he's a scam artist he didn't do a damn thing it's like (sighs) i don't know I'm looking at a review and it says, what a stupid manipulative piece of garbage from start. They try to uh, impose information without evidence. Yeah. 
And that's kind of what it is. They're just like, it's it's this urban legend that has grown to be treated as fact in the, the comic book community. Right. And, um, you know, they're, they're equating it to this. So the protagonist of this, the guy, he says at one point, He's like the irony is not lost on me that Batman is the greatest det- is the world's greatest detective and I'm unearthing this case of oh, Bill oh Finger. God. It's like get the fuck over yourself, and on your way out, go fuck yourself. Like it's just, and, and again, it's not like I'm I'm all for Bill Finger getting his credit. I definitely think that he was a huge influencer. I believe that. I really, really do. But they really treat it like Bob Kane is just some like piece of shit, like had no hand in it. And like he did some, some questionable things here and he definitely, he has admitted and he shouldn't have cut out Bill Finger again. Bill Finger should not have died penniless and alone and unknown. That sucks. That is a complete injustice to him. But this documentary is really like, it it plays that up to the umpteenth level and like yeah. you know it, i don't want to i'm not anti-kevin smith okay i i just want to put that out there first but they get kevin smith on oh, there knock it when he's down you're gonna do this to him no 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 i'm i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real whether he's up or down and uh Here's, uh, you know, raise a glass to his, his uh, speedy recovery because, you know, that I don't want that to be the case. But anyways, you know, he is just like, you know, comic book fans. We we uh, we grew up on these stories of truth and justice. And it's it's only right that, you know, we want Bill Finger to it's like, shut up. <laughs> I know. It is I, so I, it is I, so lopsided like in, in yeah. this beyond Kevin Smith it was just it tips the scale so much in the Bill Finger camp and and just really paints Bob Kane in in this horrible like you know Illuminati lizard people like he's a it, it mm. just really as horrible as 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 you can portray him without saying that this guy is the worst is what they did so it it was it was it was a shame, honestly, because I was really excited. I was like, this is going to be a fun, you know, afternoon watch. I'm, you know, just going to chill out, hang out on the couch with my friend's dog. And yeah. we're going to take Actually, it easy. You know what, try to, they, what they should have done was try to do an objective piece on, you know, what happened to Bill Finger. You yeah. know, this is a guy that was very instrumental in the part of of creating Batman. And he did. He died penniless and, and Bob Kane and his family has you know, profited tremendously. Yeah. Tremendously off this. And it's a shame. And, um, because like Bill Finger had a hand in this instead of being like, and agreed uh, a slander piece on, and maybe some of it's true and and maybe that, but like be a, try to be a little bit more objective than trying to be the, the dark night of, you know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like it was just so, um, so lopsided and so, um, it had such a, a clear agenda and it just was not like it was it was this whole idea of justice for Bill Finger and it went beyond any sort of injustice he had experienced as as a comics writer. Again, should not have died penniless and alone, but this is kind of this is kind of something that 
I, I think this might be part of it, but I've been really hammering this home on Mavs lately is just like, um, they're like, you need to be as critical of the things that support your bias as you are of the things that go against it. Right. <clears throat> and, and this was one of those things where it's like, Someone was like, oh, Bill Finger created Batman. Okay, let's run with that. Let's run with that. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Fuck Bob Kane. Let's go. It's like, mm-hmm. if you had been a little more objective, I might, you know, find myself in the fuck, fuck Bob Kane camp. But instead, this was just like, it was a hit piece, it almost felt like. It was mm-hmm. like, Bill Finger was, it basically, without saying it, was like, Bill Finger's the only person that had anything to do with Batman ever. 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 Like, okay. Mm. Well, I disagree. <laughs> I think uh, Scott Snyder needs his due. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all the all the writers, like from oh, the yeah. start. No, absolutely, absolutely. And it's not like it's not like any of those guys deserve anything. Like they do deserve something to mm-hmm. invent a character, but like what they do with the character from then on out is like Yeah. It's it's almost like um yeah, it, it it falls in the zeitgeist, but it's like that's not what they tried to do. And like, right. I don't know, it's like hitting the lottery for uh, creating a character. I right. don't know. It's, I mean, it's it's a little weird. It is because at that point they're like DC and Marvel. You know, they're throwing stuff against the wall. Once Superman comes out, it becomes this thing where like you're just throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks. Yeah. Batman stuck. Spider Man stuck. I don't. I don't like any. There's like a little bit of '80s Batman I like, and a little bit of '90s, but the 2000s and the 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 teens Batman are my favorite as far as comics go. Oh, I and so like as much as I love Frank Miller, I don't hold uh, the Dark Knight Returns in as high a standard as as someone like Kevin Smith. Right, um, but year one, year one. Oh, great. year one is badass, and I love Frank Miller too. Like I love Sin City, um, and. Uh, now your one is badass, um, but that's that's why Batman Begins is so awesome. Yeah, it's because they really you get that pull scene from year one. He calls in all the bats and yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah. Anyways, and, let's uh, yeah, let's. Well, uh, not only am I out of beer, but I got a uh, hit hit the head as it were. So. Right. And Jim needs to freshen up because he's tired of talking. Yeah, Jim. My mouth's a, getting dry. Take a lozenge and. Uh, We'll be right back. All right. So. Yep. Such is life. You win some, you lose some. You create a character, you don't get credit. It's like, uh, who's going to be the who's going to be the the Bill Finger and the Bob Kane between in the Mavs, you know, world? Like, <laughs> who's not going to get the credit? <laughs> the legal department. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's why. K quiz. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> it's always just the legal department. Good call, Jim. <laughs> the unsung hero, who we we name but never name. Ot mm. Ot is probably going to be the. He's going to die penniless and alone. Yeah. But no, you're going to die penniless alone. She'll she'll take up your cause. Yeah. Against maybe. Matt. I have, I have no beef with Matthew. Not yet. <laughs> bum, Give bum, it seventy bum. years. Yeah, right. Give it a 
Due to lifetime, you'll hate each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, like, it's one of those that I was just so ready to enjoy. But time to, time to close that chapter. And move on. Uh, because yeah, getting to the real meat of the show, I assigned you a movie last week. You did. Uh, yeah, uh, from 2016, Miss Sloan, starring uh, Jessica Chastain, Mark Strong, who I love. Love Mark Strong. He's that guy. You'll notice him. Of like, course, yeah. Just Google Mark Strong. You'll know who he is. Um, and actually, uh, a lot of actors you know. I mean, a bunch of people in there. Uh, just uh, if you watch it, you'll see just a bunch of people uh, showing up. John Madden directed. Um, known for Shakespeare in Love, uh, the the best erotic marigold. Oh yeah, marigold. Oh, yeah. exotic uh, marigold. Hotel. Yeah, uh, but anyways, uh, so this movie is about uh, lobbyists uh, in 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 Washington. Okay, and in and, and it's weird that. You assigned it to me this week because on the heels of the whole like the shooting and all the gun stuff that's going on right yeah. now, this is a movie about uh, 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 trying to pass a bill in in Congress and the lobbyists that go into trying to pass a bill and like the people behind the scene. We all look at the congressmen and the, and the senators and we think they're um, to blame or to praise for it. And right. it's really... A peek behind the curtain. A peek behind the yes. Uh, these lobbyists, they get the congressmen or women on their side. This is like, okay, we're going to try to pass this bill. We need this these many congress people to get on our side. And um, uh, Jim, you watched this this week. I did with me, and uh, it it's a peek behind the scenes. It. Um, I, did you like the movie? First of all. I liked it, but it was one of those movies that I have to I have to give the actors credit because it's one of those movies that they have to really get engulfed in their character to make that character come to life. Mm -hmm. And the way they just move the pace of the movie, just bam, 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 bam. It it felt it's it. it, You can't watch it late at night when you're sleepy, which I did. It felt Sorkin is like Aaron Sorkin writing. Oh, okay, yeah. It, it it like the dialogue was so quick, so fast. Like there was right. no pregnant pauses or like it didn't sit there and just kind of revel in the scene. It was like right. one-liners back and forth, back and forth. It was just going, going, going. Um, yeah, that's nice. a good point. It. Uh, I want to see who wrote this. John Ferreira. Um, he only has one writing credit. Well, he wrote the whole thing. Hmm. No pregnant pauses. That's why he's only got the one. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it um, basically it shows it. It's like a. It felt like um, you've seen um, House of Cards, right? Yes. And you've seen um, Ocean's Thirteen or Ocean's Eleven. I'm sorry. Eleven, yes. twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Right. It felt like an amalgamation of House of Cards and Ocean's Thirteen, because yes, because it's that that very fast paced, and then boom, we're gonna get you with some twists. Yes, there's twists involved. There's, um, it, 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 you're trying like, 
the the dialogue and the terminology is so fast that like you you don't like and I like to think that I know a thing or two about a thing or two. Right. But like I was trying to catch up with this movie the whole time. I like I was like okay, okay. Oh, I I got that. No wait, stop. You know, I just Yeah. Wait. Well, it's good to know that I'm not the only one because I think I did rewind it probably seven or eight times. But I think that was intentional though. It was like trying to keep you off as the as the 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 viewer kind of off balance just because everything in that world is so fast paced that no one really knows what's going on with the other hand. Like, right. It, it's such a muck and uh, like, like to coin a term, is it coin a term? I never know what that means. Coin a phrase. Like, or yeah, coin a phrase or coin a term. Is it, you're buying someone else's term or is it to borrow, borrow, I guess, whatever. It, it's a, it's a swamp. It's a quagmire. It's, it's like all these things, like people working against each other for each other. Like you don't know who's in bed with who. Right. And like, I thought it was a really effective movie. And I think it was a little bit over dramatic, uh, dramatized to like, like maybe this isn't exactly how it always works. And I'm sure it isn't, but like, I'm sure it's not like way off. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm, I'm sure that it was it was hyped up a little bit more than what it actually is, but I'm I I bet it's a safe I think it's safe to bet that it actually does move at that pace, and it you need to be on your toes twenty four seven. It's like because yeah. when things happen, things happen and they happen quickly, and you need to be on top of it. Yeah, as soon as like otherwise one, one you're person, left in the dust. One person turns from one to this, it's like then you're scrambling to try to do something else. Like very effective, great acting. Um, Jessica Chastain is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. She yes, is phenomenal. She's such a great. Like she nailed that character. Like she uh, between between this and like Zero Dark Thirty, I'd, I'd put this like uh, counterpart to each other. Um, like she plays such a like subtle and meek character. But strong, meek but strong mm-hmm. character in Zero Dark Thirty. This is she's like bombastic, flamboyant. She takes she takes it, control of every room yes, she walks like into. Every time she walks in, she grabs everyone by the balls and makes them listen. Yeah, and like literally, well, not literally, but like <laughs> figuratively. Yes. Um. Yeah, uh, it's a fascinating look at it, and I there's a couple there's a couple kind of things I didn't like about it. I didn't like the like her. Like, like her acting or the the no, plot? No, her. Okay, she, there's a point where she has a she hires a male escort. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I. <laughs> I think, I think that's that was just a, an archetype type thing for her because because you can't imagine a woman. Being this strong and actually being able to have a a a a, 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 right. a, a relationship with someone else, like not, not really a relationship. I think that was probably thrown in there more to show that here's this this strong woman in DC, this strong lobbyist who, like we said earlier, controls every room. But yet, mm-hmm. here here we're going to show you she does have a vulnerable side. Yeah. She, yeah, but th- she can does have she get, emotion. Um, uh, I, I'm asking this genuinely. Does she get naked in this? 
No. Okay. So I, I was gonna well, say it's maybe portrayed that, that she is. Yeah. Right. 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 Implied nudity, yeah. but I was I, I was just gonna say like you know it could be one of those things where it's just an opportunity for them to show her boobs. Like, and but what I, what what I didn't like is like this is the only way that she can satisfy her needs is to have a male escort instead mm-hmm. of having like a like a legitimate relationship. You can't just be a strong woman in you know in that right and just have a husband. Who yeah, does? No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, but they also gave off the they, they kind of portrayal pitched. that she works nonstop right, and right. that absolutely that her career comes first. She had mentioned that that you know when she's well, calling people at three a.m. It, it would have been more effective if she would have had a husband that was like cheating on her. Or, yeah, like. And like their 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 relationship was really bad. Okay. Right. And but maybe she was that pragmatic that she didn't have to. She didn't. She knew she couldn't have a husband. And yeah. and this is how she got her kicks. Right. That's the only thing that really kicked me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Other than from that, I know. Giving a little bit too much. I I really like this movie. It was, I mean, it was nonstop. It felt like the whole. I don't even know how long it was. Probably two hours. Yeah, it was a little over two hours. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it flew by for me. Like I really liked it. I gave it an eight. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I made the mistake of uh, starting to watch it at about one in the morning mm. last night, and yeah, I didn't even pay attention to the length of the the movie or anything. I just knew that you were watching it, so I was going to watch it too. And I started it, and next thing I know, I'm going to bed at three thirty, and I'm like, oh, oh no, so oh, went... man, oh man. Tomorrow's going to be rough. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Here we are. Well, guess what? Tonight's <laughs> going to be a long episode. Yeah. So you're well, well, to bed. <laughs> welcome to our Wednesdays and Thursdays and Tuesdays, yeah. whenever we record, basically. Yes. And it's, hopefully you don't have hockey that week. Yeah. Uh, but, but how did, did it fly by for you, too? Other than the points where I rewound it to to catch some things that I missed, and I was like, wait a minute, I don't. I don't understand. See, that. I really think that the filmmaker tried to make it like so kind of. He, he wanted just, to make it confusing yes. so that you were on your toes. Yeah, and I just because and, you're in that world and like it, and it just started off that way right from the start. Mm-hmm. Like, if I would have watched that one in the theater, I actually would have probably been pissed off that I couldn't <laughs> rewind and I would have missed mm-hmm. so many things that mm-hmm. that things wouldn't have made sense further on. Yeah. Uh yeah, really good watch. Uh, I highly recommend it, Andrew. Nice, like, yeah. I, really I got I, I um I will just say like from your guys' uh, review of it, it it sounds like right up my alley. It's kind of one of the things that I always go to is um, having the filmmaker trust the audience and uh, rely on the audience to kind of figure it out for themselves. And like Jim, you're saying, you know, you got to double back and rewind. Like that's a great example of you know not spoon feeding a narrative to you. Right. Yeah, I might have to check that one. I mean, out. there are there are a couple issues with it, but for the most part, I sure. I really yeah. enjoy it. And it's not even because of like the time and when it is. It's not because of mm-hmm. the gun bill or anything like that. It's just she puts on a clinic of acting. Like, really oh, she's good. a great like, actor. She's fantastic. Real good. And this actually this cemented it for me. Um, yeah. So I um, yeah. Nice. Awesome. For cool. Yeah, and it, if it is based on any truth of what happens behind the curtain in DC, mm. like I am totally surprised at like. Well, it makes yeah. you it because, makes, no, it makes you sick almost, right? It, exactly because it's it's I I don't I'm gonna 
flip-flop and I'm just doing this for the money and or and, public and, sentiment or, or or my goals in life or whatever yeah. your your target is it's gross it's, it's gross i'm just doing it for that f the world mm-hmm. it's all my agenda I don't, yeah. I don't care about anything else ftw hell yeah that's edgy no um <laughs> yeah it's scary because i i think there's a a pretty big degree of truth in that, or I or I choose to believe that there's a pretty pretty big degree of truth in that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but it sounds like a really good watch, so I definitely would give it a give it a look. Um, Amazon Prime, right? Yep, streaming mm-hmm. on Amazon. Awesome, awesome. <clears throat> All right, excuse us, Jim, while we uh, from that, yeah, dive into. Okay, something. now you guys can go again. Yeah, uh, Jim, the the adults are going to talk <laughs> real quick. <laughs> So I watched a movie called Justice League mm-hmm. by adults for adults, kids. Um, uh, Justice League is the, of course. Uh, so this movie really feels like DC's answer to the Avengers. Um, in the sense that they've they've kind of always been playing from behind in a sense with this uh, universe idea. Um, we'll get back to that. Okay, so Justice League 2017, um, directed by Zack Snyder. Um, he's credited as the director. Um, Joss Whedon stepped in, uh, in in the unfortunate circumstance that the Snyder family had to deal with. Um, written by uh, Chris Terrio and Joss Whedon. Um, they're the top build, but there's also like tons tons of other writers are uh are building this and um we'll get into that well, uh bob kane and bill finger yeah. are credited. yeah um <laughs> bob kane wrongfully credited um and bill finger finally getting credit mm-hmm. uh, so the stars uh ben affleck gal gadot um or gadot uh jason momoa and ezra miller and uh you know, Ray Fisher is there. I don't think you could ever see anybody else play Wonder Woman now. And absolutely, it's no, just like no, it's she's just so like, good. It's just like Tony Stark and Iron Man, and yeah, yeah. Like if they try to put somebody else, it's just not going to work. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those examples where where like the casting is so good that you you don't realize you shot yourself in the foot because you can only put one of these out every like eighteen months. Yeah. <laughs> And and time continues for all these Dude. people, unfortunately. Yep. Yes. Um, no, she she is awesome. She really embodies that character, and um, she she uh, unfortunately I felt like didn't really get to capitalize on that momentum she gained from the Wonder Woman standalone. Um, but anyways, Justice League. Uh, the reason I say specifically it feels like an answer to the Avengers is because it really felt like um, the team at DC, and I don't hold Zack Snyder or Joss Whedon necessarily accountable for this, um, because it does feel like a movie by committee. Uh, it really felt like the team at DC was like, okay, Let's let's take a look at the Avengers. Let's let's see what Marvel is doing. Instead of saying, "Hey, we've got this great cache of incredible characters," um, we we just hired five great actors. 
um, who can really embody these roles. Um, it felt like they were just so concerned with keeping up with the Joneses that they forgot to make a good movie. And um, so this is the story of uh, Batman and, and his uh, restored faith in humanity, which was inspired by Superman's selfless act. Um, and he goes out and enlists the help of his newfound ally, Diana Prince, and, and others to face an even greater enemy. And uh, simply sticking to the plot here for me, um, just just for this segment here, uh, lackluster. Um, they really felt like a uh, a little bit hack and slash. Like we got to get all these guys together. Um, we oh, uh, it, it, just to just to jump in real quick. Yeah, I, yeah. I, please, I, do, like I know what you're do. saying. I like the plot was. Like just a kind of throwaway character, a character like I never heard of before, like never heard of Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that was intentional because they needed to introduce, they needed to introduce Cyborg and they inter- needed to introduce Flash yeah. and Aquaman, yes. and in order because they were trying to do the the Marvel thing, but they didn't do it with previous movies right that they all put them into they had to do origin stories kind of for these other guys and they had to like uh, tell their stories and not just put them like just throw them in and then we go fight this big bad like you would with um who they fight in the first one uh uh, loki whatever which yes yeah loki and and i mean they honestly had they had that really like just generic alien army in the first uh Avengers too, um, but it was it was that culmination. Um, s- excuse me, uh, someone or some group of people put it really well. Where the Avengers, the movie The Avengers, felt like the end of the beginning, and uh, Justice League feels like the beginning of the end. Uh, and and I happen to agree with that. I I think. Um, Justice League is the culmination of a studio deciding that they can walk before they crawl. Um, you know, this is this is hot on the heels of Wonder Woman, which was a pretty fantastic, you know, movie for the most part. I love the movie, um, but just uh, there's a lot of conversation buzzing around it about, you know, the snubs and Oscar season when in reality it's, you know, it's, it's it's not an Oscar contender as as much as I enjoyed it as a fan of of the genre. Let's you know, let's be a little realistic here. It's not an Oscar contender movie, Mm-mm. and uh, so this is hot on the heels of that. This was in production while that was finishing up, so this is not them necessarily. They were not ready to capitalize on that. They were already moving forward with plans, and that, that so I I really stand by that. This is just walking before you can crawl and i understand they needed to introduce flash and they needed to introduce cyborg and um and aquaman uh the real revelation here is uh, i think ezra miller is he has great comedic timing yeah he's great yeah he was and jason momoa is pretty good too like forced at times yeah he felt a little bro-y like they're like oh, that's what he was going for it had to be yes right? yeah it felt like he did what he was asked to be do 
he was asked to do and um dc was like hey uh aquaman that's not gay at all right like i <laughs> i i struggle i i struggle to say that because i don't mean it in in a negative oh i know way. I, but what I, yeah exactly like i mean there there's a reason that aquaman is such a like ancillary character well, it's, it's a lame i mean he's been he's made fun of so for... lame yes yeah. yes and that's why i don't mean it you know in in a negative way but i, I think that's just kind of the consensus he's been kind of drawn that way it's just like you know he's the butt of jokes and they kind of broke oh, i see what you do there yeah yes yeah and they kind of broed him out and uh he i i think jason momoa did what he asked and honestly by all accounts of everything I've been reading, the Aquaman solo film is fantastic. So I'm super, I, I I'm super so. excited about that. Well, as much okay, as I don't me, like the character, <laughs> you know what the worst part of this whole thing is? Mm-hmm. Like this movie would have been fine. Just get rid of Batman. We don't need Batman in this movie. Yeah, we don't need Superman either. And and yes, uh, just as the crux of the the yeah, plot. Yeah, whatever, Batman right? is definitely so, the crux, but and but that's fine, and have him be the crux of it. But like, we don't need Batman right now. Don't we don't need him? But we no. have to throw him in there right now because just to make it a Justice League movie and to get people in the butt or yeah. butts in the seat, I guess. <laughs> because he was the I, financial backer, though, wasn't he? I understood. I, I get it. Of the plot, you, yeah. He, yeah. You know how they could have written it awesome hmm. was like. This, there's strange money coming in, you know, to uh, the Flash and to Cyborg and to Wonder Woman and to stre- just Wayne Enterprises, and yeah. you just leave Batman out of it yeah. because he's like everyone. It has to be about Batman, and that's the focus of the film. And you know, like why you don't need that, but because Ezra Miller, Miller and Cyborg was could have been fun, but like he was short. Short change. He was totally short changed. Absolutely, because we had, to, we had to have like walks along the lake with Wonder Woman and Batman, and we don't. We didn't need that. Wonder Woman can hold her own. We've seen that already. And and you know, yeah, uh, Henry Cavill is Superman. Whatever. He's milk toast. He's but that's Superman. He's milk toast anyways. Yeah, Superman sucks. And, so I expect nothing less. Aqua Aquaman is. He was. He was. I, I really think he was good in this movie. The bad part, and I I don't think he was bad. No, I'm not I'm not saying that. But I I just think that he was. I think it it felt like a little bit of overcompensating is what I what I felt. Um, no, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I I think this movie could be stronger without Batman, and I think this movie could have been stronger as the two parter that they planned it to be, um, yeah. because they have the generic villain. Um, they kind of like, you know, force fuck him into every uh, with the mother boxes, like just into every scenario. It's like, you know, let it play out a little more. Let us like instead of telling us like this guy's awful, show us. Um, and uh, it's it kind of seems like a crazy request because this movie at two hours felt just kind of bloated as it was. Um uh, but it's just such uh, such an underwhelming culmination. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, do you need it to care, compare it to Marvel? No. But, you know, do you need to compare Apple well, to, to Android? No. But you do. It's part of it's part of your involvement in in the conversation. Uh, and it, it just is so underwhelming. And it just 
Batman, who was the best part of uh, Batman vs Superman, is totally it feels neutered in this. Yeah, like it's just totally. Well, it, just, un- it, it would have been so good just to have him just be the backing financer, like, in, and at the end, just be like, and he just shows up, right? You know, because you don't need to know Batman. We we know Batman. We right. we've had a, a shit ton of Batman, and trust me, I'm the biggest Batman fan here. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, saying I'm, that, that's I, pretty good indicator that we've had enough. And we can I, have more Batman, but this is not the time or the place. No. Show me more Cyborg. Show me more Flash. Yeah. Like, fun characters and, like, interact. Like, that scene where where, where Superman's just kind of looking out the side of his eye yeah. at Flash as he's running by. That, And that's Zack Snyder. That's, that's like, the... the Zack Snyder's touch on certain things, right? We mm-hmm. saw that in a little yeah. bit in Watchmen, and uh, 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 there's another scene, but uh, uh, I can't remember the other thing he was thinking about. But like those little touches, like the rest is all corporate shit, just yeah. thrown down. And like, obviously, is Zack Snyder's the one that's willing to take on this burden, yeah, and take the shit or the glory for it. And right now, it's just a bunch of shit, and, yeah. It's unfortunate because I actually kind of like this movie, mm. but like it obviously you can really nitpick a ton out of it because yeah. it was it was like four different origin stories in one movie where as opposed to the Marvel universe we get the origin stories in their own in their own movies. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you you may not like them, so they actually tried to shove all four of them well, in the yeah. same movie. I yeah. mean, we get we got Shoehorn, we get. Wow. We, yeah, we get all of them. I mean, not four of them. I guess we get three of them. Yeah. With um, Aquaman, so. Flash, and but we also you have to understand you have to have a working knowledge of those characters, yeah. and also yeah, just to know their origin stories, and they still try to like cram it down your throat in a, a short period of time, and it. it it, it it does a disservice to the listener or to the watcher because like cyborg's character it's very it's it is very deep like they showed his father yeah like a handful but like that whole like i don't know that like, dynamic in its in itself is yeah. is huge it's and really, and essential it, to telling a good story yes i know they, they're like i was a football player and that yeah. was it <laughs> and like I, hey i'm the black guy yeah, that's essentially what it was, uh, and and it felt like a disservice. And especially, I myself am, am a fan of the um, uh, the the Teen Titans uh, Cartoon Network series. Prior, not not this current run of uh, I think it's Teen Titans, Titans Go. Go. Yeah, not a fan. But oh, but prior I, to that, the ori- the original uh, Cartoon Network Teen Titans was uh, I, that was that was my jam, um, and. Like it, it just feels like a disservice to all these really good characters, um, and the plot is just so—I don't know—blase. I guess uh, even uh, to go, you know, move away from that. The visuals are, in my opinion, terrible. Um, they don't look unfinished. They just look uh, under the best, budget. The best visuals were the opening scene in Gotham. Well, yeah. They were so good. That Gotham yeah. looked so good. That, that, good. that felt like 
Um, well, that's the, a, I, the, I feel like that's another thing as fans we got shortchanged on is J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Um, the the character design, um, fucking Batman looked like Night Owl, which really kind of pissed me off and kind of took me out of things. Is is because I felt like he looked so good, and so um, so Frank Millery as kind of go back to what we were talking about. He he looked like such a great Batman in the uh, Batman vs Superman, which is another movie that not good, but we you and I were. Brad, we're really able to pick out these redeeming qualities within that movie. And looking at this movie, I don't feel like I can do the same thing. I feel like um, those things that that I was kind of able to grasp onto with Batman vs. Superman and be like, well, these shots were cool. This was, you know, this was almost panel to, you know, page yeah. to the screen. Like, yeah. this is crazy. Um, you know, this dark Batman, you know, this is a, this is a rugged aged Batman. He's seen a lot like that stuff that we were kind of able to latch onto as fans and kind of justify these somewhat questionable choices sometimes in mm -hmm. Batman vs Superman. I didn't feel like there was anything to, for me to latch onto in justice league. It just felt yeah. like, okay, we, we saw a good iteration of Batman Ezra Miller as the flash right here is really good. Um, Cyborg gets shortchanged. We've seen that Wonder Woman's great, but you know, seeing these things and saying like, "Hey, here's these characters you like," that does not equate a good movie. And uh, for me, I was really disappointed. Uh, I give it a five. Uh, it's not like utterly unredeemable, but it it even um, it it lacks the redeemable qualities that I was able to find in uh, Batman vs Superman. For me personally, yeah, Jim had a. So that's a pretty bad rating for. A, I was just curious. I looked up the budget for it. They had a three hundred million dollar budget. Yeah, the budget's insanity, and it still doesn't look like a finished movie at times. Like it looks like. Well, that's uh, what got me curious when you're saying about. Yeah. It, it, it's like they must have blown it all on the actors and yeah. had nothing left over for anything else. Really. Yeah, because there are some scenes where it really looks like. Like you can tell that they're in front of a green screen, and obviously in in this fantastical world, of course they're going to use a green screen. But that doesn't always need to. That doesn't always equate to like, oh, this is clearly a green screen shot. Take me out of it, you know. Like we what? we uh, <laughs> we've been talking about a lot in the recent past, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, probably a ton of green screen work in there, but it feels. But they create a world that feels authentic. That feels. Mm -hmm like you're at home there that's a lived in universe that we can really enjoy uh two things yeah <clears throat> um the um there's what it what it wanted what it made me what like what i liked about it because it wanted it left me wanting more it wanted me to know the movie that happened right before bruce wayne got into that bar where where aquaman was in mm-hmm and I wanted to see the movie that happened right before he got there or the movie that the flash, how he got to that studio apartment with all his weird shit all around. Right. Like I want to see those movies mm -hmm. and, and, and obviously cyborg as well, because like there, I, I know like all these histories and I, right. but I want to see them come to life. <clears throat> I'm and, uh, 
sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead please. Um, and it, uh, it just it instead of doing this whole the world is collapsing right. type thing, and they get the Steppenwolf character, and they have all these like random like fluttering. Yeah, uh, bug things like where they could kill them randomly, and then they have to fight the big bad. Uh, let's get something else. Like let's do something a little less uh, world threatening, and get right. these guys together just because I don't know. But uh, find clever writing, make them come together, not just because there's a big bad, right? Because right. It's always the world is going to end, mm-hmm. and we need to save it. And that's what, uh, that's kind of why I'm so desperate to get out and see Black Panther is because by all accounts, I hear that that is not the case. Right. That they actually, where the other comic book movies are going bigger and badder, they internalize things and, and yeah. have that internal conflict. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, though, this beer is really running right through me. So. All right. <laughs> sorry. I'll be right back. All right. Sorry. Uh I uh, I went out, uh, you know, to, had a little uh, couple beers earlier, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get back to an even keel and uh, slam a bunch of waters, and that's uh, obviously coming back to to bite me. Mm-hmm. Um, in summation, I guess with uh, with Justice League, uh, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, I I am looking forward to like by all accounts, Aquaman's a really good movie. I hope so. Um, and I want to see that movie where he gets to that bar, like in that Norwegian scene, you know, like whatever it is. Or yeah. I'm Scandinavian. Curious, exactly. Uh, that like guardian of the sea. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that that like, how did Batman get there? How did Aquaman get there? How did this legend come to be? Curious. Yeah, Batman go away for a while. <laughs> Just go away. I don't need you. I have you in my life, enough. right? Yeah, yeah I understand that. Load of you. I want the I want the Batman solo film. That's what I want. Is I want uh, Ben you've Affleck. Had you've had r- too many of them. We've I, had enough of them. We can leave him go away. Listen, it, how whether how we want it or not, it's coming. <laughs> I know, but how satisfying would it be for like another twenty twenty five years? We don't even get Batman, and then when it comes out, it just blows our socks off. That would be great. I don't know if I could handle that, though. Buddy, we can no, always I go know. back to 89. We I can know. always go back to Batman beginning. I know. We you have know? the Nolans. We have the yes. Burtons. We have the Adam West. Well, that's... <laughs> yes. No. you got a TV show, too. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Adam West. Got to love it. And uh, Batman the Animated Series. We got the Kevin Conroys. That's um, right. No I, no, I understand that. But I, I want these people to have their identities away from the justice league before I have any real interest in the justice league. And I and gotta say, we'll get Ezra uh, Miller. Fantastic. Um, I, I don't watch the flash, but OT does. So by proxy, I've seen a pretty decent amount of episodes and the, the guy in that show, uh, is awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good, TV show, yeah, exactly, and, and it, really good as far as a comic book. Like, I was like, shocked when. Uh, imagine my shock when when OT, someone who is not a, even like sort of interested in actual comic books, was talking to me about Earth Two, 
They're like, what? (laughs) It's like reverse Flash, what? Stop it. But yeah, so this guy, Grant Gustin, who plays the Flash on the WB series, he does a great job. And and I, I kind of, even not really watching the show, associate him with the Flash. So for Ezra Miller to come in, who I think is a good actor in his own right, too, um, to come in and I'm really curious about his version of the flash. Like there's so many things in there, these little pieces that I'm interested, but the movie as a whole was just really disappointing to me. Um, and that's why I say like, I understand where you're coming from with the, we, we have had a lot of Batmans. We've had arguably enough Batmans. I would, I would disagree. Um, but, uh, that's kind of why I want to see a solo Batman that like, I want to see these solo characters that are not, you know, smash together like action figures in a five-year-old's bedroom i uh, I develop these characters really give me a sense of who these characters are before you start trying to team them up because we haven't seen three of them prior to this nope absolutely i i I want that Mm -hmm. that's what i'm looking forward to so Mm -hmm. i i will actually say that i kind of i kind of like this movie there's definitely fault in it and i will I'm giving it a lot of slack, a lot hey. of slack. But um, dude, we like what we like. It's all good. Yeah, um, but I'm uh, I'm I'm willing to give them enough rope to hang themselves by. But <laughs> nice. Anyways, we've got um, uh, we've got Jimmy here. Yeah. Or yeah, do yeah, we? Yeah. No, we got to um, assign other stuff, right? Yes, yeah. we do need to do that real quick. Um, you got so, pee again? what's up? <laughs> yeah, real quick before we get into that, I have to pee. Okay, we're good. Um, <laughs> uh, let's do out some assignments. So we we um, have resolved actually planning ahead are not going to be yeah. doing an episode next week. So that's right. Um, we're going to be doubling down in the assignments. Uh, we're going to be, I imagine when we get back, we're going to be talking a lot of movies, but mm-hmm. I understand that you have some assignments for me and I know I that I have some for you. All right. Good deal. A uh, uh, movie I watched last week. Uh, the first one I'm going to sign you is called Good Time, uh, streaming on Amazon right now. Uh, I watched it and I am, I really liked it. So I hope you like it as well. Nice. Uh, the second one is streaming on Netflix. It's called A Perfect Day. Uh, I haven't watched it. Everything is based off the poster that I saw on Netflix. Uh, it has Benicio Del Toro on it, so I'm in. Mm, yeah. And we'll see where it goes. So Nice. Those are your assignments. Excellent, excellent. Um, and for you, um, I kind of, you know, two opposite ends of the spectrum here. I got a music doc. Called "What Happened, Miss mm-hmm. Simone" about uh, the jazz singer Nina Simone, um, and that is a Netflix original that is streaming on Netflix from 2015. And then from last year, made its way to Amazon Prime this year, is a movie called Valerian. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm anxious to see that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going to be right there with you. I'm very curious about this one. Um, so uh, it's streaming on Amazon Prime. It's from 2017, and uh, I'm excited to get into it. I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, so, you know, it it was one of those that uh, the the critics weren't crazy about, but I'm you know that's not going to deter me this time. That's right. Um, if you're not interested in either Good Time or uh, Perfect Day, 
what not that they're not interested. Simone they're just waiting to hear what we yeah, Exactly. About. You're right. You're right. If you if you hear us say those titles and you're like, well, I can't wait to hear what these guys have to say about it. We got you covered in the meantime. That's Mr. right. Brad, you got a doc. I do. Um, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite docs of all time. It just, it, he's, this is his big thing. More, uh, Morgan. Yeah. Morgan Spurlock. Yes. Uh, supersize me. Okay. Jim, have you seen this? This is that guy that did the, basically the opposite of the Jared diet, right? Like yeah, he did an experiment yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Eat no a McDonald's kid. for a long time. Yes. Yeah. So for 30 days, I think it was, he was doing, I don't know what it is, how I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but uh, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. But yeah. it's, it's streaming I on I can't Amazon. even handle it once. McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. It can be pretty rough. But yeah, a super size me. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's informative. It's fun. Uh, he knows how to make a doc. Yeah, uh, uh, it's slanted for sure. But for like, sure. But in well, let me say this about it. It's one of those things where it's like, uh, duh, it's bad for you. Like, um, because he eats but it how every single is- fu- he eats it every single fucking day. And like, if you if you watch that and you're like, oh, well, duh, it's bad for you. I think you're kind of missing the point. Like, yeah, we we all know it's bad for you. But the point is just, you know, how bad, how bad is this? Like, I what is it? His kidney starts to shut down after like 10 days. That's insanity. Spoiler. Sorry. 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 I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. Anyways, um, Uh, it's 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 shocking how how good and he's entertaining and he's he he knows how to make it now i'm gonna have to uh, yeah it's it's streaming on amazon right now and for you andrew uh so netflix uh has one of my all-time favorite movies um i've kind of had this kind of self-imposed ban about talking about this but there's no reason that uh we can't recommend a little movie from martin scorsese called goodfellas that's right i think this is the culmination of scorsese as a filmmaker this is him at his peak. This is everything he's been building towards. He's made great movies before. He's made great movies since. But this is one of the all-time classics. It goes toe-to-toe with The Godfather for me as far as crime dramas. Oh, this movie is so much more watchable than The Godfather. It is. It's much more digestible, uh, much more palatable, um, but no less artistic. No, absolutely so, not. Yeah. And and a more of a like a rock and roll type. Like old old school rock and roll, yeah, yeah. As opposed to classic music, yeah, yeah. That the Godfather is. This is like, like, um, yeah. This is uh, the fifties and sixties and seventies rock and roll, Mm -hmm. as opposed to classical music as the Godfather. That's a really good way to put it, and that's you know that's 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 awesome. Because it is no one is necessarily better than the other. <laughs> no, no, like, like no one is necessarily better than the other. Um, you can't necessarily have Goodfellas without the Godfather. Right. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't equate better. Uh, and, and it's all about personal taste. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. I, I love both of those movies. But Good, uh, Goodfellas is streaming on Netflix now. And it's, uh, it's such an awesome movie. It's a great experience. Like, sit down and watch this movie. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. So, you know, we should do like a, a one of the, just a, a watch, uh, you talk or whatever. Like yeah. A, 
commentary. I know we've been threatening it. Yeah. For a while, <laughs> but we need to do that, like a commentary over God or the Goodfell or the yeah. Goodfellas. Goodfellas, <laughs> Jaws. Just set it up like the Mystery Science I, Theater. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like we really need. We really need. Uh, um, we really need Lisa and. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, Hello Fresh. We need hmm. you guys. We need our sponsorship money so we can get the Sauce Lounge Studio set up. Yes. Triangulate it between you, me, and Matt. We all meet at Just the point. Just put it in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's what we need to do. <laughs> fair is fair. We and, all fly to Tennessee. Uh, yeah. And we need to start doing commentaries because I, I, this is one of them. Jaws is one of them for sure. Like, there's these movies that just deserve to be talked about. Yeah. <clears throat> so maybe one day. It's tough to say. But, anyways, um, in the coming weeks, I'm going to be watching Good Time and A Perfect Day. Uh, Good Time on Amazon Prime, A Perfect Day on Netflix. Brad, you're going to be watching What Happened, Miss Simone, on Netflix, and Valer- uh, Valerian on Amazon Prime. And if you guys want to wait to hear what we have to say about those before you dive into them, we got some uh, recommendations to put our stamp on. Supersize Me is on Amazon Prime, and Goodfellas, it's on Netflix. So we got you covered. Yeah. But um, as you guys probably didn't pick up on from the silence, we have a guest this week. We did. Jimmy Silence. Hey. <laughs> and Jim, I uh, all the credit in the world. This is a fantastic top five that you came up with. And uh, glad I can help out. Yeah. Well, why don't why don't you know? Since you haven't been uh, really weighing in too much, it's been tough. You didn't see Justice League like a nerd. Uh, and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your headspace with this uh, top five? So Brad had given me the assignment mm-hmm. to come up with a top five for you guys to go over. Good assignment. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking about it and thinking about it, and he kept saying about top scenes of this, top bar scenes, top party scenes, things like that. And I saw that you guys had talked about full movies sometimes in some previous episodes. So I, th- I thought, okay, well movies let's see what we can get with and for some reason it popped into my head what movies would be um, very awkward to watch with your parents and it could be anything from awkward to watch with your parents now or awkward to watch with your parents when you were a teenager it, it could really span a whole gamut of movies right and right. what you would consider awkward yeah definitely i um i love this uh topic i definitely uh i drew from uh a lot of real world experiences for this um because we we've talked about uh on this my dad is a is a movie guy for sure so uh and unfortunately as happy as i am about it that he's a movie guy, um, this, you know, this podcast, you know, might not have happened. Um, but unfortunately that does include some, some, uh, broaching of some tough subjects. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I think this is such a great, um, this kind of is a flashback to me to the VHS era 
of uh, you know watching movies with my dad, and um, we'll get we'll get more into that as as the uh, as the list counts down. But uh, Jim, I kudos to you. This is a fantastic topic. Yeah, it made me um, explore some spaces in my head and my relationships. Oh, you had to go past yeah. the cobwebs. It it it, it into made the me, trauma um, areas. Yeah. Well, no, it, it it made me realize like the differences and like uh things are going to get a little squeamish. Uh yeah. Um but yeah, I'm I'm yeah. Well, as as much as that's going on and let's uh let's kick it off. How should we start this? Um I, I mean, Jim, you're you're new here. Let's put you Sure. Let's put you on the spot. So, so I've got a legal pad. Jim's got his iPhone. So oh, I just I I made it into my my little notepad thing right. here. I have a lawyer that I have to call these all by. So, yeah. yeah. The first one that I have on my list, and it, I guess you would have to have, for it to somewhat make sense, you'd have to have a background of my parents and how it was that I grew up and everything. But the first one on my list is Pulp Fiction. <gasps> Also on my list. Oh wow, bros! But the w- the way my my mom and dad were growing up, it that was above and beyond anything that we would ever be allowed to watch. Mm-hmm. And to actually put that on, and like I I could see my mom just cringing in the corner cowering mm-hmm. going oh my god oh my god oh my god mm-hmm. while i'm just sitting there front and center on the edge of the couch going oh <laughs> they're messing with the timeline <laughs> get a gimp yeah oh i'm in agreement with you on this one a hundred percent uh i luckily did not watch this with my mom my mom is very uh prude about stuff like this um and especially me being the firstborn forget about it and uh so my like i said my dad's he's a he's a movie guy so he was really excited he was like you're gonna love this and uh there's certain moments where you're like should i really be reveling in this should i like should i overplay my hand and t- express my enjoyment in this like am i gonna or get sent gonna away I'm tempted and i need to be sent <laughs> right somewhere? yeah yeah exactly um yeah. oh yeah such a in and it's one of those things where it's it's a total catch 22 because unlike some of the other stuff on my list this movie is a masterclass in filmmaking so yeah. it, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like good job woody yeah yeah classic woody uh the <laughs> i think it was bruce but you know it is what it is um it is uh it's it's such great filmmaking that you got, you kind of got to appreciate it, but you know you you, you kind of feel well, I might need to dial it back a little bit. I don't know if I want to divulge that I understand everything that's going on here. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I can I can imagine like um, when the gimp ball mm-hmm. or you know gimp mask comes out and uh, or and or the you know the hardcore drugs the yeah. the epi- and or you know the adrenal adrenaline shot, not the epipen, but the adrenaline shot. Like, uh, oh, this is real life stuff, but hyper realized. 
Yeah, I might come across this. I don't know. Yeah, no. absolutely. Great pull, Jimmy. Uh, also on my list there. So uh, I guess uh, we got to pass it to Brad since you and I right. are, are spoken for. Sweet. Um, uh, my number five, I got a tie, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, with my mom, well, just a quick history of my my upbringing. Very religious, very strict. Um, but the one thing I was able to get away with was like, was movies. I don't know why, but like I was able to watch Airplane and I was able to watch Blazing Saddles. Oh. We had those on, and like I don't know why. I never sat down and watched them with my mom. They were, that wasn't a thing, but like, um, but uh, the religious part always stuck out mm-hmm. for me. And, and two, two movies from our, uh, my fallen comrade, not comrade, but uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Kevin Smith had a heart attack, but there's two mm-hmm. movies that I, I would have a hard time sitting down and watching with my mom because I'm not putting any of this on my dad this tonight because yeah. Yeah. I got some daddy issues. <clears throat> Anyways. Hold um, on. I got to pee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, two movies from Kevin Smith that I would have a hard time sitting down because my mom is so dogmatic and dogma mm-hmm. from 1999 and red state from 2011. Both. Uh, the first takes a satirical just crack at the absurdity of the dogma, like the quote unquote dogma of of the books themselves, like the, you know, how you can trap yourself into some, you know, if you read everything and try to put it all together, it just doesn't make sense. And in Red State, when you put all those things and they don't make sense and you try to make them sense in this world and then you pervert them right. into a uh into something that uh, doesn't make sense and, and make it into the, the Westboro Baptist type thing. Um, two movies that are, are, uh, I'm uh, both of them are kind of satires on religion. And Absolutely. Yeah. They have a, uh, and I could not imagine sitting down with my mom and watching these two movies because, um, because trying to, first of all, it's blasphemous. Mm-hmm. And that would be a hard thing to explain. But then also for her to try to work her way out of those uh, questions I may have, especially yeah. as a young child and or more as an older child. Mm-hmm. Dogma, great movie. I don't think I've brought that up on brought Dogma up on this podcast at all. No, we don't two, talk about that one a lot. Good movie. Uh, one of my I, it, that's a that's a ten movie for me. I uh, love it. And Red State, as I've said here recently, more recently, is I think one of uh, Kevin Smith's better films. Um, so not a ten, but I, I, I I've actually I started to feel a lot more um, warm feelings, I guess, towards uh, Red State. I initially gave it a six, um, mm-hmm. but but I'm warming on it a little bit, especially the. Uh, uh, is it Michael Parks? Yeah. His performance is great. Well, I mean, that's Fantastic. his. That's his uh, opus right there. Yeah, I think. I yeah. think that's. I think um, so. I think so. Because because uh, Kevin Smith is such a um, he's a student at Tarantino's feet, mm-hmm. and Tarantino used Michael Parks in in a few of his films, whether it's uh, Kill Bill or well, Kill Bill. 
he played a couple of different characters in Kill Bill. Yeah. And then yeah. and and um Kevin Smith took over that and said, Here, this is your platform. You do what you want to do. And yes, it was yeah, uh, I think it was great. I think it was great. Yeah. Um I will say this just since on on the subject of Kevin Smith and I, I kinda this is just to defend myself. I um totally selfish. But uh I think I come across as a, a huge critic of Kevin Smith, which I don't deny no, don't. being. No, you're just disappointed in his recent work. And so am I. Right. And so am I. I agree. And and so this is the thing is I, I had a brief stint in film school and uh, I actually wrote my finals paper in modern cinema on Kevin Smith as a director and why he's an important director. And uh, so I, I've kind of been working through this lately is I, I kind of feel betrayed by him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, as, when he uh, gives as someone who who went to bat for him after after Red State, like okay, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. That's just a silly film. It's a dumb whatever. comedy, and even Clerks Two. Clerks Two is just it's a dumb comedy in the vein of something that he broke through with. Dick and fart jokes, right? Everywhere, but if you then you make a movie like Red State, which is it's something he's never ever done before, and like, but then followed up with Yoga Hosers and Tusk. Yeah, it's 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 a it's it's not a betrayal. It's just a like, hey, Kevin, you can do a lot better. Mm-hmm. You really good. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think I think Red State was the 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 movie that showed that he could. He could actually make movies. Yeah. Well, I I I think Clerks did that too. I think that Clerks was a yeah, great example. Sure. Not yeah. not necessarily as a filmmaker, but as a as a writer, he did such a good job. Um, and a filmmaker, it might have been his um, his budget that that restricted him. But he he's such a good writer, and he has such a Tarantino esque. Um, he has such a good idea and understanding of how people converse and how people speak to each other, and. Um, he just needed someone to rein him in a lot because like he had total autonomy on all the most of his stuff after Mallrats. Yeah. Well, after uh, probably after Dogma. Yeah, I think Dogma was probably his his uh, coming out party where people were like, okay, let's let's let this guy do his thing, and his thing might have already kind of run its course because um, that's kind of when you see him going back to the well post Dogma. You have Jalen Jay and Silent Bob strike back, and you have. Um, Clerks too. Zach Miri. Yeah, or, Zach and Zach and Miri was. Did he direct that? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but did he, did he write it though? Like, yes. he, okay. Oh, he did both. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you kind of see, it kind of there's a drop off after Dogma, and it might yeah. just the be only, like I, your guys off the leash. But I I don't want it to feel like. I, I hate Kevin Smith. I just I kind of feel a little betrayed as someone who like went to bat for him and was I like, wouldn't say don't say to, to betray. Just say disappointed because yeah yeah no because he doesn't owe me he doesn't owe me shit. Right. <laughs> I'm not I'm not betrayed by him. Do. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Betrayed is not the right word. But um, Clerks almost made my list. By the way. Yeah yeah I I honestly that was gonna be like a three way tie but like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have another one that <laughs> that is my clerks that's going to be coming up. Yeah, it's tough when you have have things like a shoe polish smelling motherfucker. It's it's hard to say like we should watch this movie together. Yeah, <laughs> what do you care, you shoe polish smelling motherfucker? Um, but anyways, uh, Jim, you and I are on the same page with Pulp Fiction. 
red. You've got the uh, the Kevin Smith uh, dogma in uh, red state. So the religious, uh, yes, duo. Yes. So Jim, number four, baby. Uh, number four. Working up my list, I have only because of what the movie is meant to inspire mm-hmm. 50 shades of gray mm. <laughs> like i guess i just got a little warm like i can't i can't even imagine even behind the cobwebs in the little trauma areas of my brain ever suggesting to my mother let's sit down and watch 50 shades of gray <laughs> that's that sounds so awesome I kind of want to watch you. I want to watch you and your mom watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, <laughs> I want to watch Sicko. I want to watch you and your wife watch. I want to watch. Oh, there's purple lights everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you. That's how you get the real fans, Jim. Those who know about the purple lights. Um, have you seen any of the the Fifty Shades franchise? Uh, no. Have you I, read I any of it? No. I didn't. I think my wife has watched the first one, but mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I never watched them just for the fact I I know what the intent was, and it was always in my mind portrayed as a, a chick flick. So okay, so I just we never really had the interest. Brad and I don't. We we know the answer to this, but we got an email um, from a fan. Do you know how to read? <laughs> yeah, I can read. Short words. <laughs> Anything over five letters? No, just forget can it. We get, uh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. So you, uh, can we get a confirmation from Ryan? <laughs> can we get a confirmation <laughs> from Ryan? Do you know how to? Does he know how to read? Do I know how to read? <laughs> Technical <laughs> manuals, he says. Technically, yes. <laughs> okay. So I guess hey, technically I can read. What do they say? Technically correct, best kind of correct. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Nice. Techni- so, technically, you're right. So, <laughs> just having a little would Sunday. You, would you be willing to watch Fifty Shades with your wife? Is the mm, question. Mm. Oh, for sure. Ooh. I'd I'd watch it with her. Nice yeah. bottle of just Vino. because I know what the intent of the movie is, and if if the movie works, then <laughs> good for me. Okay. Agreed. I There's nothing you. like being bound and gagged by your wife. <laughs> Um, weird. Uh, I actually, I've, I've never read or, or seen any of that, so I don't know, but I'm open to it. Not with my parents though. Not. Yeah. I'm open to be independently wealthy and be able to hire. Yeah. I'm open to having a, a, a a helicopter in Seattle. I'm into Mm it. (laughs) Nice. All right. Uh, right. What's next on yours, Brad? Next on mine? Mm-hmm. All right. So it's not. So the the leader in the clubhouse on the word fuck <laughs> in a movie mm-hmm. is 435 times mm-hmm. in the movie uh, Spike Lee's Summer of Sam. Weirdly. But the movie I'm talking about is. Oh, hell yeah. Only ranks 24th on this list, coming in at a mere 260 times. 260. Stop it. That's not enough. Fuck. 
comes in. And it's probably my mom's, I'm guessing, because I've never, I don't think I've ever said it in front of her. <laughs> oh, fuck. But the word fuck comes in at 206 times in the movie The Big Lebowski. Because mm-hmm. I love this movie so <laughs> much. This is so also I, on my list. So you and Jim are, you got me covered this week. I'm just ruining you. Were no, just no, 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 no. I'm going to piggyback on that, but go ahead, because I'm, I'm in agreement. But, so, like, I love this movie so much, and I'd find myself trying to explain to her why this movie was so good and, like, how how layered it is and, like, why how the acting is so good and the writing is fucking amazing. Yeah. And did it, did but, she actually watch it with you? Oh, no. Oh. I'm just imagining <laughs> I, I thought she actually watched it with you. No. I'm, I'm just imagining, like, how I would ex- try to explain why this movie is so good. But in the middle of it, John Goodman said is saying shut the fuck up donnie yeah yeah and like i then it just derails my whole <clears throat> my whole um God, that was nasty um that derails my whole argument or my whole uh justification for the movie being good and or you know i'll i'll put put it up and pull the trigger till the <laughs> <laughs> jesus yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, as far as the fuck count goes, through the roof. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where it's such a good movie where it's kind of like you have to, you almost feel like you need to do a little bit of backpedaling. Like, no, really, this is a really well-made movie. Like, the Coen brothers, they make really good movies, and this yeah. is another example of, of how good they it, are at making movies. <laughs> just when you get her to, like, to, like, get involved in it and yeah. all of a sudden um uh, uh god damn what's her name um uh, mod starts it comes mm-hmm. down nude starting mm-hmm. yeah doing the painting doing the paint thing and then asking you know oh you mean coitus yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> i'm i'm so lucky that my, my dad is my dad because he he also loves this movie and i'm i'm lucky that ot also loves this movie uh but I, I couldn't imagine like my mom is is so squeamish and so so uh you know conservative about stuff like that like she would not be able to get through the coarse language in this movie to actually appreciate the great movie like the the layers of filmmaking that are underneath this movie and that's one of the things that's just so kind of weird about the big lebowski is like on the surface it is so pedestrian and so um like the language is so coarse and like you know the pornography jokes and stuff like that but underneath you like the coen brothers have such a great understanding of filmmaking they made such a great noir-esque film here yeah, i mean it's it's as if it, like you take humphrey bogart like this is a, it is that movie yes. but you make him a stoner yeah and make him a bowling stoner yes uh, so, if I may jump in for just a moment. Oh, what, what? Yes. This is everything I dreamed of. <laughs> What's happening? Hey, guys. Life's getting better. <laughs> uh, Brad, the conversation where you were convincing your mother to watch this movie, that yep. was a hypothetical yes. scenario? Yes. Okay. I am jumping in late, so I apologize. That's all right. I had a um, an actual discussion mm-hmm. with my mother where I convinced her against probably my better judgment to watch a movie. And I gave her my, I 
I don't know, director's cut, some exclusive edition. You're... I gave her a copy of the movie mm-hmm. that I wanted her to watch. Mm-hmm. Your seal of approval. Big mistake, because when I convinced her to give Kevin Smith's Dogma a oh, shot. Oh, all right. Yeah, we just, just talking about just this Just on the list here. Just so, yeah. so I am coming into this late. But yeah. it's okay. Dang it's okay. It. Poignant. Poignant nonetheless. She threw my copy in the fire. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Where it raised up and then went straight to hell. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was, so somebody already threw out the Was big there a hole in the floor where it just plummeted to hell? <laughs> Damn it. Damn. It's cold. It's cold. That's all move. I have. <laughs> now I'm going to drift off as if I was never here. Back to the shadow. Just blows, blows oh. smoke ring over there. I walked in here and it was. <laughs> I don't know, you guys are hot boxing in my office. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah, these guys, the, the mics aren't the only thing that are hot here. <laughs> yeah. Smoke boys. Especially Jim. All right. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, Big, Big Lebowski, Lebowski on Great call. Great call. Um, right, right there with you. Like I said, I, I, I'm lucky that my dad is, he's, uh, he likes those to- type of things, but, uh, my mom couldn't imagine trying to, trying to swear on this one. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine like sitting in the, um, this will give you a pretty good, uh, idea of when I grew up, uh, we had a denim sectional, uh, I couldn't imagine sitting down on the old denim couch to watch the big Lebowski with my mom. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right jimmy shout out ryan by the way (laughs) all right so far we've got one so far Mm -hmm. on the brew and view podcast Uh he hasn't had a beer Mm -hmm. he brought coffee (laughs) it's brewed and and he it's brewed and out of the two movies he brought up he hasn't seen one of them found a loophole (laughs) <laughs> so it's everything I imagined well, it would be. The, right? the next one I have, so the next one, um, for obvious reasons, made my list, and that I would never be comfortable watching Dirk Diggler, <laughs> nice. and Boogie Nights, sitting beside my dad. Oh, oh yeah, that would be rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There is just no way that that would ever happen. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, yeah. Well, good news. This is on my list, too. So, nice. Yeah. It, was, it was in the realm of possibility for me, so I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you guys for sure. Uh, yeah. So what, what particular scenes in? Oh, like any of them where he whipped out a schlong. Well, yeah. Like, but then any scene, like... Like especially if you're like a, a a little kid just coming into puberty, and like like when he has a scene where he accidentally blows early, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh great, we lost a money shot," and he's like, "Oh, you want me to do it again?" I'm like, Dad, Dad, does that really happen? <laughs> <laughs> ask your mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. Why do you ask? <laughs> All the time, it's natural. Yeah. Um, 
Like those conversations but, but, can't take place. But not only that, like the the conversations, like when um, William H Macy's character and his Nina Hartley, his <laughs> wife, yeah, is she's just fucking everybody. Like, like every time he shows up in a scene, she's fucking somebody else, and like yeah. finally he's had enough, <laughs> and like. Like that is uncomfortable. Like every time, like that, that makes me scream in my like in my chair when I see that scene yeah. where he's just like, oh, again, and just kind of like <laughs> lowers his head, and then finally he's had enough, and then more awkward than anything, he just goes and shoots everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, absolutely, I would not be psyched to watch this one with. Uh, the parentals um, the rents well it's it's one of those things too where it's just you know you have uh um paul thomas anderson is you know one of the modern auteurs like a a, a great director and well, out um, the box he did this right yeah well hey this is his first not, i get it i get it yeah the box in, in the box yeah yeah <laughs> through one or two in the box nice um, no, it, it, it's exactly that. Like he, he came out, <laughs> it's hard not to do these with euphemism, euphemisms. He came out of the box firing. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he, he came on the scene. Yeah. He, he, he blasted, uh, in, into the mainstream and, uh, <laughs> but this is, this has that art, um, artistic integrity to it. And that's uh, kind of a hard thing to explain, especially to a parent coming from from a different generation, different perspective. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> look how great this is about the porn industry. Yeah, so artistic. Isn't this isn't this nuts? But it's awesome, Dad. He got a Corvette. I'm having a blast, son. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. Um, all right, what what are we on? Number three? <clears throat> yeah, I think you need to give one. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so so in the in the spirit of the show, I, I actually have two. Uh <laughs> and uh I equate both of them. You got Yeah. Uh they're they're one and the same in my mind. Um I hold them both in very high esteem and uh the awkwardness is uh from you know, your parents show these to your parents they're kind of like what like this is what you're doing with your life really uh mm. mcgruber and hot rod <laughs> they like imagine the disappointment now your parents face when you're like you imagine know what? my disappointment yeah yeah exactly like when he just like, had it when he put his head down yeah i i love uh films i love cinema take a look at this <laughs> I'm going to film school. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna make something of myself, Dad. Fuck you. <laughs> and you see, uh, and this is why. <laughs> and you throw the two DVDs on the table. McGruber. Uh, so like, there's nothing worse than like with if you're with your friends and you show them a movie that you're like when you show them a comedy that you really love and you really laughed about. It's so awkward watching it with them because you just kind of like you're not really watching the movie. You're kind of just watching them. Watch like, them watch don't it. you? Yeah. This is funny, right? I'm not crazy, right? This is 
this is funny. Imagine doing that with your fucking parents. <laughs> like, I, uh, so I've been thinking about making a career out of this, right? Like, this is funny, right? <laughs> just the disappointment that just washes over them. <laughs> um, and especially those two uh, being the, um, the SNL alums, like, uh, Will Forte and uh, and Andy Samberg, you think like, oh, you know, you know, you know, SNL you, people on SNL, you, you get a little bit of respect, and now you're like, look, see what these guys went on to do, mm-hmm. huge <laughs> movies like Hot Rod and McGruber. <laughs> see, I totally should go to writing class at Second City, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So it not not necessarily the Dirk Diggler scenario, but an mm. awkward watch nonetheless. When you're like, "This is funny. This is <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At, yeah. <laughs> at least Dirk Diggler had a career in film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a big one. Yeah, a long illustrious veiny career. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It, it is one of those things, though. It's where it's like, there's, this is what you want to, you might be, are you retarded? Do we need to talk about this? <laughs> All right, so I'm going to chime in again. Yeah. Because I think I see where we're going mm-hmm. with the theme here tonight. Mm-hmm. And I've got another one in the same vein uh, as what Andrew just explained. Here goes the euphemisms again. See what, I, see what I did there? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, but for the same very same reasons mm-hmm. that I'm afraid of what they would think of me mm-hmm. for all of the giggles mm-hmm. up in smoke. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> like as you're laughing, <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't get it. Why is that funny? Yeah. No, it's hilarious. Ryan, I got another one for you. Zombievers. Oh, the one you turned me on to. Hmm. Uh, that may be one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, fantastic piece of cinema, for sure. I love that movie. I'm going to um, go watch it again. I, but, I need to oh, do that. Something it. wrong with you. But, like, can you imagine just being like, this is, no, this is good. And, no, like, zero seriously. nudity, right? Mm, no, in, false. In Zombieverse? There is. There was, it's there false. There's a whole topless swimming in the lake no. scene oh Classic. that the fat guy with the boob the man boobs mm-hmm. boobs no the uh if uh i don't know i've never heard of this website before but i just got an email from something called mr Sk- oh mr. they have their Skin. uh anatomy awards yes yeah um not that i i don't know what that is but yeah they did uh- <laughs> oh you need to embrace that porn never heard of it um no, it, it, yeah, I uh, big fan, um, and uh, lifelong. Uh, I I think we're in. I think the Mavs the Mavs boys are in. Uh, we got the lifetime subscription, but yeah, yeah there's definitely uh, nudity and zombie verse. All right, sorry about that. No. I I couldn't get past the cinematic beauty. Of no, I I understand because it's so tasteful. Mm-hmm. To, like, you but don't I see what it you're saying, that. Ryan. Like when you're like laughing and giggling at up in smoke, uh-huh. like. They're, they're like just that sideways glance of like 
Yeah. He's fine. That's oh. entirely too funny. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps he's had to follow his Labrador around for a Can... couple of weeks because he has status. Can he relate to this? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I like My it. mama took it to me, tried to tell me how to live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jim. Seen it? Nice. We know the movie's he. I don't think Jim's seen that one either. He just knows that. He just knows the scene. You just know some of their uh, their go tos, yeah. Audio comedy, yeah, absolutely. Sneaking into the drive-in. Mm-hmm. All right, so I got two more to go. How okay. many, Jim? Do you Perfect. Have? Uh, I have one, two, and Andrew. Same. All right, so Jim, go. I go. Andrew. Yes. Yes. Y'all. Okay. So my Ryan, next one, Ryan, chime in. Please do. Please do. Up, up until now, I've taken it from the perspective of me with my parents. Mm-hmm. So the next one, I took it from the perspective of being oh, the parent, being a parent, all right, and watching it with your kid. And this one is because it actually happened, <laughs> where my daughter said, "Let's watch this movie." She picked out the movie. And I started watching it, and within a half hour, I was like, "I'm very excited for the this." Fuck! Oh, if you say the movie that's number two on my list, Pacific I'm gonna, Rim, my head's gonna blow off. And it was the Human Centipede. <gasps> oh wow! Really? Wow! That's a good poll, Jim. I was like, seriously, when she wanted to watch it, I'm like, I literally did the, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like when I tried to show my dad McGruber, he just doesn't understand. It was one of the most ridiculous mo- I never even made it through the whole thing because well, I was it's just... called the human centipede. It's like, <laughs> not like something like you should be surprised. I had no background on this movie at all. He thought like, it was they... about an arcade game. Yeah. <laughs> this guy could play a mean yeah. game of centipede. <laughs> so how, I was told, how far I was, did you get into the movie? Boston. I got, because like it's not I got pretty much up until the point where they were showing those those three people <laughs> ass to mouth. I'm so sorry. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like this is we're sitting down as a family watching a movie and this is what we <laughs> this is what we're watching. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Stop. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Uh, holy shit. That's amazing. <laughs> ah, I'm out of here. There was three of you watching the movie, right? I, and I find it awkward. Who from was a, number interesting. Two. Like, interesting. I the front person. <laughs> Who was the second segment? I don't even really remember. <laughs> it was all a blur. It was so exciting. Exhilarating. I just remember that it was uncomfortable and I was done with it and... <laughs> I I can't even imagine like why my daughter would even thought like she had to to want to watch the movie she had to have looked it up knew what it was about or anything I had no clue uh, yeah. and like me as a kid if I would have done that there would have been no way in hell I would have ever suggested you hey, would, you let's sit have, down with my parents and watch this but even if you would have you wouldn't have seen the light of day until like yeah. Six days ago, 
Yeah, you've been locked up. You've been grounded like years after <laughs> your dad died. Yeah. You would have been you would have been right my with that blanket. My ass, literally. Yeah. He would have, and if he didn't have his steel toe boots on, he would have gone and put them on yeah. in order to kick He my would have ass. found somebody with steel toes to kick your ass for him. And then stitched it to someone's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you like it now? <laughs> you like this shit? You think this is funny? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Yeah, and he, he sews you to your blanket that he sewed to the electric fence and just turns it on full blast. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've uh, talked about human centipede a couple yeah. times on the show. I like the, uh, uh, the taglines, like right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the first tagline is 100% what? Uh, medically accurate, right? Medically accurate. Second one is like 100%. I, I, it, it, they're clever. I, I, yeah, they're funny. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. The human centipede. 100% medically accurate. Okay. <laughs> I'm probably not going to do the research to check on that. I'll have yeah. to take you at your it's word. It's all organic. Farm to yeah. table. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, farm to table. Mm-hmm. Ass to mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right. well, um, I appreciate my, that, Jim. Thanks. Yes, I don't think I could top it, but I've gone from, like Jim's gone from his him being the son or the child to the parent. Mm-hmm. I've gone from uh, what my mother wouldn't watch to what my wife as a mother would watch with me. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> and actually to a movie, I in all these movies I really like, like mm-hmm. this is not like gross movies, like just like martyrs or like uh, antichrist or uh, Hannibal or not uh, uh, cannibal Holocaust or anything like, you know, crazy stupid movies right yeah but this is a movie that i actually really really like and we talked about it talked about like the last like four or five weeks uh from 2016 raw yes yeah Uh, a movie that my wife would just be like i'm i'm out i'm done yeah i get blamed for that probably by the way well no she (laughs) she hasn't seen it and i knew better to watch it in front of her Uh, yeah it's like that (laughs) kid that you podcast with. It's a real sicko. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bad influence on you. And you, sh- you shouldn't be hanging out with him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Raw, yeah. Um, uh, just such like a good hints movie. of like incest and lesbianics and cannibalism and uh, like a, a, a funny, awkward, just great scene yeah. where she eats her sister's finger yes the <laughs> best so good one of the best scenes i've ever seen yes. in movies it's the best and like i couldn't imagine watching it with you guys let alone watching it with my wife or my mother so effective so, yeah. uh yeah streaming on netflix right now and i should say that uh red red state is streaming on amazon shutter uh, Big Lebowski is on uh, streaming on Cinemax, and nice. Raw is on Netflix, and Boogie Nights is also on Netflix. So nice, 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 nice. nice. Uh, all right, so my number two. Um, this is shifting back to the perspective of the kid. Uh, I remember when this movie came out. Um, super bad. 
and uh, it was <laughs> it's it's kind of in that awkward moment where I'm asserting my independence as potentially a young adult and also still living under my parents' thumb, and uh, it's one of those things where it's just like it's. It kind of is uh, in the vein of early Kevin Smith, where it's like it's it's excessive raunch, but it it rings true, especially for me as a kid growing up of a certain era. And uh, it's so it, it's one of those things where it's just so awkward. because like, you know what that yeah. means? You know, you like, you know, well, these you, things, right? Like you 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 get this. This is funny to you. So, you know, about this. What is going on in that school of yours type of thing? Yeah. Where it's just and like it it's leads all to this whole line of you're question. Thinking of. <clears throat> right. Yeah. All these like it, I, I think the great thing about Superbad as a movie is it does it's the um Seth and Evan storyline is just so grounded and so true to life. And the McLovin storyline is so um fantastical and so <laughs> elevated. Like it, it, it just it strikes that perfect balance as a movie, as as a comedy. Like it, it nails reality and it nails that heightened yeah that that heightened idea um but it it is just it's so raunchy and it it is so like you kind of have to like play dumb because you're like you're still you're still in your parents house and it's just like oh yeah i guess what sure that that's funny fake id yeah no i don't what's that mean i don't get it like What's like, dude? What is even a real ID? Like, did you think about that, Dad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> it really is like it's just not not so much the fake ID part, but just like when they're like even talking about like they're hanging out in the Seven um, Eleven type store and they're talking about like oh the, the, like women's nipples. So like, yeah, I don't know what like they're different. Yeah. I don't know. Never women. Never heard of it. I've never heard of Puffy. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't... What? What's a subreddit? No. I don't know. Dad, sorry. Yeah, so it's just one of those things where... And it is such a good movie that, like, you're excited, especially when you're kind of coming into your own as a person. You just, like, you want to share these things. Like, look at this movie. Like, I saw this good movie. This thing then, gets me. Yeah. And then you... you, <laughs> no, you I... Yeah. You, like, share it with them, and you're like... Ooh, well, I don't know Oops. what that means. I don't know what, like, that part. Like, I, I didn't get that joke. But you, yeah, you. I can tell by the Friends disappointment on your face you get it. Um, but I don't get it. So you just kind of got to do a little backtracking when specifically. That that one specifically is for when uh, when it came out. I remember going to see that movie in the theaters. Great times. Great times. Super Good bad. Time. My number two. All right. Number one, Jimmy. All right, last one on my list is on my list only because <laughs> the the movie has so many scenes that I would want to pause. Mm, Titanic. And that would be All right. Showgirls. Oh. <laughs> yeah, very awkward. Yeah. Oh. Uh, What's his name? So um, there would be no way I would ever be able to pause any of those scenes if I watched it with my parents. But I would want. You mean to. pause and go back? No, just or... pause, because it, there's just so many. You have to look at each one. So I've been recently perusing oh, the internet. Oh, oh, I get like you. some of the stage scenes and everything. Mm-hmm. Just... Yeah, yeah, decorative. 
Yeah. So there's a website called MrSkin.com, and uh, they kind of catalog things like that, like nice set pieces, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So if you were interested, I would check it out. If I were you. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to watch Showgirls with anyone. I don't even necessarily want to watch Showgirls. That movie kind of sucks. But uh, the, uh, the boobs are tight. Yeah. It's awkward for sure. There yeah. are some awkward moments in that thing. Like they don't, uh, the whole like uh, the, the the lap dance, the, no, the the practice and the choreography. Not that one. The blowjob. The him telling about the blowjob. Yeah. Like the, oh yeah. What's his name? <laughs> uh, yeah. He's it's like, like the guy from uh, what is it? The uh, the weird show, Twin Peaks. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When they're banging in the pool, it was like he's like fucking her belly button. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> like, I now know that that's not how that works. Right, Dad? That's not how that works, right, Dad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Showgirls. A classic. <clears throat> classic. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go to the, uh, I'm <laughs> going to take it down from the funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A movie that I, I know that you're not a big fan of. Andrew, while you go pee, um, and I'm sure you haven't watched, and it is a disturbing movie. It's like Twisted Memento. Oh, uh-oh. It's called Irreversible. Yeah, I have not watched that one, but if it is anywhere near Memento, that movie messed me up. Yeah. Well, this is told in reverse time. Like, they'll shoot a scene. Uh-huh. And then the scene, the next scene that comes up is the scene that actually was before that. And, um, but this is a movie that I won't watch with my wife. I wouldn't watch it with anybody because I would question whether or not if they liked it or not. Like, there's rough scenes. And, like, and they would feel guilty enough to be like, well, yeah, it was okay. I liked it. Even though they were like a, totally disgusted. Yeah, there's like a 15. Uh, not a 15-minute, maybe a eight-minute anal rape scene in it. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's... But it's, like, really t- well done <laughs> as far as filmmaking goes. And I know, Andrew, you just came back. It's really well done <laughs> yeah. as far as anal rape scenes. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was top-notch. Oh, irreversible? Yeah, oh, ir- yeah so you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jim, you love that one, right? I can't imagine I can't imagine sitting down watching this with anyone. No. Anyone. No. I can't but imagine watching this movie again. I I and I would have a hard time watching it again and I like um not only that but there was some like serious head trauma in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that is uh yeah, with the uh fire extinguisher. Mhm. Um but it, it ends or begins like beautifully, like I. I, I found the the end beginning to be a little uh, contrived, like the. It it is, yeah. but it okay. It's such a well done movie, and I we've talked about this before. It's like everyone says, "Oh, the it's so graphic." The rape scene is so graphic. What the fuck do you think rape scenes are? Like, wh- what do you think rape is? Exactly, like, it's not pretty. Yeah. And like he tried to convey it, and like you, the 
the way it's set up is you're looking right at her face the whole time she's getting raped. Very uncomfortable. And it's yeah. uncomfortable. Like yeah. it is, and there's music, or well, there's at this point there's no music. I don't, mm. I don't think. And yeah, I think it's it, it's just it's it's so um, raw, and it's like okay, do you think you want to glamorize this? No, we're not going to glamorize this. This is what it looks like, and. Um, it I I think is a really effective movie. It's not like, it's not like top notch filmmaking, but it is effective. And there's a reason why it was made, and it's there's a reason why it's, it's disturbing. But I don't think it's disturbing for the sake of being. It's not like, um, gratuitous porn or yeah. It's yeah. It's not like Hostile sixteen or something like that. It's not Saul five. Oh, I forgot all of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah irreversible is one of those movies i would never want to sit down and watch it with anybody just because if they be like oh that's neat like mm. that would be bad news yeah that would be really discouraging yeah. like huh, good little flick well like if you take out the like graphic if you you take out all the graphic visuals and and all the graphic scenes, you still have some really graphic uh, dialogue and like conversation points in the yeah, movie like, that are true. uncomfortable. In, in they they ring true, like uh, for sure. Mm. But they're they're like uncomfortable in their their subject matter that like you wouldn't want to really share that with anyone for sure. So even if you strip the movie of its most um, raw, most visceral, most uh, difficult parts to deal with. You strip it of all that, and you still got a pretty tough movie to, yeah, to stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, great choice. Um, my number one going. Uh, this is uh, pulling on uh, pulling on the uh, the true story strings here. Um, is a, a little movie called American Pie, <laughs> which I think is a fantastic movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's one of the greatest coming of age movies. I think it definitely ushered in a new era and it, ins- it inspired so many, uh, so many spawns that it kind of, um, deteriorated. It kind of like took away from its name because it just kind of got yeah. roped in with all the movies that tried to ape it. Well, I think, I think it's not, people don't look at it as a good a movie because all the shitty movies that came after it. Because right. it is a fantastic flick. It's I'm, fun to watch. It's like all the insecurities and all the weird things that you have. Yeah, your mom would never be able to make you an apple pie again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it it really nails a lot of those emotions. It it handles a lot of those um, you know questions you have growing up. In in uh, it's at at times gratuitous and. Uh, you know the subject matter can be uncomfortable with your parents of course uh but but i think that at the core it's just it's such a great movie that has such a good understanding of its audience and it plays to its audience so well and um you know one of the ways that it has a really good understanding of its audience is uh they um they know how to play to uh you know horny teenagers and mm-hmm. uh, Shannon Elizabeth's topless scene is the the stuff yeah. of legend at this point. Um, so, like I said, this is this is uh, based on based on a true story for me. Uh, so <laughs> my my dad, like I've talked about a lot, movie guy. Uh, he had a VHS copy of this movie, and me and my buddy 
watched this movie unbeknownst you know we were we were home alone at my place um on on my denim couch (laughs) watched this movie and uh was like whoa this is awesome and um shortly thereafter was about the time that my dad wanted to show me movies like pulp fiction and uh american pie and so i remember the first time that i watched american pie with him i like conveniently like uh i had to excuse myself oh. i like found something else I gotta to go do. get a drink yeah exactly it's like i'm gonna go get a uh i'm gonna go upstairs and get a glass of water or something because i knew that, that was, shannon that elizabeth's was, topless like, scene was about to come out birds and bees for you right? exactly yeah yeah. He that was like he, on was, everything. he had set this thing whole up like he was setting the scene for you. Yeah, exactly. And to like, yeah, <laughs> and your and, body's going through changes. Yeah, and I'm pretending like I've never seen it before. And and conveniently, right before Shannon Elizabeth whips him out, uh, I I needed to go to the bathroom or something. Oh, that drink really <laughs> went through me. <laughs> yeah, kind of like what I do here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so. Every time I'm going to bring up something, mm-hmm. <laughs> Andrew goes and tugs one out in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, just convenient. It's yeah. it's just too easy. But yeah, American Pie is definitely my number one for me. It's immediately what I thought of, Jim, when you brought up the subject. And I was like, we have to do this. Um, so. Ryan, do you have a number one? I didn't give it enough thought to rank anything, but another one I thought of would have been House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, mm. that, yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I could get through the first half of that movie. I, probably not even the with like my mummy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The first mm. half is generous. Movie. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. fantastic movie. Oh, oh, kids getting drunk on the road. <laughs> what could go wrong? Nothing. Nice. Looking for like odd things in the in the wilderness. Do I have the wrong one? But they, then they find the house of a thousand corpses. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, Devil's Rejects? Yes, sorry, oh. that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, Devil's well, Rejects. that starts off just it's a like, little worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little that's worse. That's the one where you go to the bathroom. I couldn't get through that with my mom. You say I that's ate I something bad today, mom. Devil's Come Rejects. in here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely yeah. don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that starts off a little rougher. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, not to say the House of a Thousand Corpses isn't. No, but the Devil's Rejects is actually the, yeah. the one I was thinking of with the hotel room. That's the yeah. one that's the that's the most true uh, as far as a scary movie goes. Yeah, that's like, the one that's that like... kind of shit could happen. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Drop of a hat and it. That's the kind of stuff that worries me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's again, fair. fantastic movie. Yeah. And my my mom wouldn't understand it. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> mom, you just don't get me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make movies. Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, both bad choices for uh, for hanging out with the rents. House of a Thousand yeah. Corpses and Devil's Rejects. Um, I had a couple of honorable mentions one was uh something about mary uh just not it, it's not a bad one but just specifically the uh the yeah, masturbation the scene yeah, yeah. Uh, uh fast times at ridgemont high i know uh some some, oh, yeah. of, some of us here are not crazy about it but it, it does 
ring like it does a really good job of kind of just broaching the tough subject matter because there is um yeah it has to ring true right yeah it really rings true and it it um it's it's tough to say like that you know the the abortion scene specifically not exciting stuff but um you know i think we all kind of heard things knew someone or heard things where it's like well you know that's happened to a person or two in high school yeah for sure and uh, of course you know your parents never want to hear something like that no so I think Ryan has one. I have one last honorable mention, mm-hmm. and actually this one, if I took the opportunity and tried to rank them, I'm thinking specifically of my mother. This has to be the number one pick for being the most awkward. The blind side. Uh, what? Yeah, my mom's a huge Penn State football fan and oh. a giant racist. <laughs> 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 and I'm out. Nib high for school. Nib high school football rules. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we'll cut that. It'll sound better in post. <laughs> a giant That's funny. Uh, uh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I don't think better add some ulcerians, but fuck it. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah, good I think we've covered all. everything on yeah. at least my list. Uh, I know one, uh, Jesus, uh, I'm going to say it anyways, Jesus Camp, you recommend Ooh, yeah. was would be rough on my mom. Um, the Exorcist, again, just uh, pounding in that. Uh, yeah, the dogmatic. Yeah, Excuse that's me. dogmatic. Yeah, and then, uh, last but not least, Seven. Because <laughs> um, the gritty realist, uh, just uh, visceral, uh, yeah, just how real that movie felt. Um, was would not be would not go over well. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a tough, tough pill to swallow. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Jim? Good list. Good list, boys. Well, thank uh, you for coming I on, think, buddy. Uh, I think we did it justice. I think, I think we did so too. too. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good thing we kept it short and sweet too. Yeah, I mean, that's... yeah. Brevity is our. Uh... Brevity in view is really what we should call this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, well, do you have any uh, fun words to take us out on or just. Fun oh, words? you're going to put me on the spot here. You don't have anything on your notepad for that. Nope. <laughs> oh. Well, keep keep on watching. Okay. Or silence is golden. Mm. Mm. Mm.